What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome in, Panther fans. Breaking news, breaking news. The Carolina Panthers have... have have hired Frank Reich, and I got to ask all of Panthers Nation, is it the right decision? I don't know, but we're going to figure it out today on the Longest Running Panthers podcast. We're live chopping up this news, and we want you to be a part of it. The number's 252-228-5098. It's your show today, folks, so get in there. Let's hear your thoughts and your calls. We're going to open up the stream, too, later on, and we're going to ask one question. Is this the right decision? And I, I'm, I'm going to ask Cody Lashney, my wheel man, that we're going to be talking about this for a long time today, I'm sure, and the days to come, the weeks to come. Good to see you again, my friend. Good to see you too, brother. Look, we were prepared to go live if we had to because we knew this decision was imminent. Man, a lot of different thoughts, a lot of different feelings that go with this. We got the guy with... Uh, the resume, we got the guy who's an offensive-minded coach. What does it mean for Steve Wilkes? What does it mean for the Carolina Panthers going forward? Man, there's so much to break down about this, Tony. And I'm pumped to be here with my C3 boys, as always. And you know that we're going to do it with the best damn Panther fans in all the YouTube. Drew's in the house. Brad Holt, Carolina M, Choppy71, CJA, Jarrell Strickland, Joe Riolano in the building. What's up, Joey? We miss you, brother. Leo Factor, Michael Davis, Nathan Siebens, Panther Gal 73, Supernova Moore, Sean McCary, your boy Will, YB Jordan, and Supreme Lita Z. Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. Jump in those comments, smash that thumbs button, thumbs up button. I mean, get on it and smash it. Dance on it, folks. Uh, share the show. We would love for you guys to get the C3 Panthers podcast out there to other Carolina Panthers fans. And a great Panther fan is here, our co-host, our man with the golden pipes, CK. He's such a big fan. This mug takes off work to talk about the damn new head coach. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's. I know you guys are used to hearing me on a nice, beautiful mic, uh, and in a different area. But un- different circumstances require you do things a little differently sometimes. So uh, you're going to hear me here, and 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 already, this is both a exciting hire for many Panthers fans, but also a very controversial one due to the other person that's involved that many people wanted the Panthers to hire, and Steve Wilkes. Um, Frank Reich has a uh, up and down uh, track record in the NFL. And because of that, I'm not as high on this hire as many others are, but it is exciting to be able to move into the next phase 
And let's see what Frank Wright can do with a quarterback that he decides to go with moving forward. And uh, the exciting part is we haven't had an offensive coordinator or offensive minded head coach in the history of the Panthers organization. Uh, that's yeah. going to be a, a, a bit of a, a different feel uh, for many Panthers fans who've been here from a, for a long, long time. So uh, this is going to be an experiment, one that I'm, I'm ready to root for. I'm not going to be hoping for his downfall or his, uh, his failure. Um, quite honestly, I really hope this works out because I'm not prepared to go another three or four years asking for a coach to be fired. Yeah, uh, coaching coaching uh, hires are stressful and exhausting, uh, but they're a lot easier for me. This one was not was was not a problem for me because just moving away from the fool Matt fool uh, was just good enough. You could have put a dang a scarecrow up there, and I would have been happier than where we were before. So, uh, look, is Frank Reich is the Panthers' new head coach, the sixth head coach in team history. The first, I believe, with a real offensive pedigree. And uh, one, like uh, CK mentioned, is that is going to bring, you know, maybe a little division among Panther fans because of uh, the guy that didn't get the job in Steve Wilkes and how much he was beloved by Panther fans, how critical he was, uh, I guess, to this kind of bounce back that the Panthers had at the end of the season. So we want to know. Is Frank Reich the Reich decision? The number's 252-228-5098. Let's go ahead and jump into the show. Cody Lack is this, is the Carolina Panthers have gone out there and they hired Frank Reich. And we heard that this yesterday, the news kind of broke that uh, the team had whittled it down to two names in Steve Wilkes and Frank Reich, both with uh, head coaching experience. And I'll open the floor to you. Was this the Reich hire? Was it the right hire? You know what? Stop with it. I mean, you know me. I will keep going. I know. I know. You have to make the dad jokes. I respect it. Um, Listen, I do think that it's the right move. Now, we're going to talk a lot about Steve Wilkes because a lot of people felt very passionately about this, that this was Steve Wilkes' job and that he had done enough to earn this job by what he did as the interim head coach. A lot of people agreed with that. Some people not so much. Um, but we've talked about for a long time, if you look at all of the coaches that the Panthers were bringing in, they were all offensive-minded guys. And, Tony, you were like, you know, you didn't like the idea of a Ben Johnson or a Stitchin and all these unproven guys just because they've never been in that position before and they would be doing it for the first time with us. I feel like this is the best of both worlds. You get a guy is tenured. I mean, look, whether we like it or not, Frank Reich has a Super Bowl ring. No one considers Carson Wentz to be a good quarterback in in the year of our Lord 2023. However, Carson Wentz had an MVP type of season with Frank Reich as his offensive coordinator. More importantly, and why Big Jordan's in the chat, he already mentioned that he doesn't have a good track record with quarterbacks. Well, I also want to remind everyone that when Frank Reich agreed to be the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, he was going there under the assumption that Andrew Luck was going to be his quarterback. And then literally right before the season, Andrew Luck retires and said, hey, my body can't hold up to this anymore. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to live the rest of my life. So then Frank Reich, in his three subsequent seasons, was left holding the bag 
for everything that the coach tried to do to fix that quarterback position. They went with a veteran in the form of Phillip Rivers, and his first year as a coach, they made it to the playoffs, and they made it with Phillip Rivers. Uh, the very next year, they had Carson Wentz, and again, he couldn't replicate that same success with Carson Wentz, but they still almost made the playoffs. Jonathan Taylor was maybe the best player in all the NFL that year. And then the very next year, the Colts hired Matt Ryan. And I remember being CK thinking, yeah, it's okay to cheer for Matt Ryan now. No longer a Falcon. He's on the Colts. Maybe Matt Ryan would be what that team needed. And then he just continued to show why he's an older pocket-passing quarterback who is very dependent on everything going right around him. I just don't know that it's fair for us to put all of the woes of the Indianapolis Colts quarterback situation completely on to Frank Reich. I think that it's a little bit unfair. And now that he has a clean slate, it's going to be so interesting to see what Frank Reich decides to do at that quarterback position. Does he want to bring Sam Darnold back? Does he want to try and finagle a trade, maybe move up for C.J. Stroud in the draft? So many questions, but in my mind, Tony, my final thought, this is the best of both worlds. You have a coach that's been there before. He has experience doing this. uh, And another thing we haven't mentioned yet, the first quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, this man has a history with the Carolina Panthers. So I think it's the best we could have done. Um, I'm interested to see what happens with Steve Wilkes from here on out. Maybe they want to bring him back as a defensive coordinator. I don't know if Steve would be willing to do that. But overall, I'm, I'm happy with this. I don't think there's too many other hires that we could have made that are better on paper than this one. Yeah, um, I think you. what Frank Reich does is that when you're in the hiring process, he checks a lot of the boxes. You know what I'm saying? Like, or, you know, a lot of the boxes of what you're looking for. In fact, I would say he checks them, his score, like his mean score. If you were like saying, we're going to give this for being offensive, we give, you know, there's three, you know, one, two, three, you grade each, like each question, right? Say we graded each candidate and each question they answered on a one to five scale. There's probably other guys that answered a couple of questions better than him. That had some fives where he had a four or something like that. The, but the collective score was probably among the highest of those candidates when you look at the resume because he has checked a lot of the boxes. I think, if anything, the only guy that probably would check uh, more boxes was Jim Caldwell, honestly, is had just as much experience. I mean, maybe you could say Sean Payton, but that, you know, being brought down by the fact of there's a couple of things with the trade collateral how much control he wants over the team and ultimately how much it would freaking cost just on a, for Tepper out of his pocket. Those probably don't make his collective score that great. I want to read a couple of things, just talk about Frank Reich and some of the good things, because there are some questions too about his success in the end you know, they never won an AFC South title while he was there, but this is uh, by Ben Solak. Have we had been on the show? I don't yeah, we've had a while, okay. a while ago. Um, he wrote. He was writing for the Ringer. He said this, and this is uh, this is was written in November. He said Reich wasn't the problem in Indianapolis. 
but the team and especially owner Jim Ursay don't appear appear to be interested in rational decision making right now. Right. He goes on to say this is that this guy, uh, he when he was a head coach for the Indianapolis Colts, he won Colts, he won fifty-five percent of his games, made two playoff appearances in five seasons, went one and two in the playoffs. He has an offensive background like most NFL head coaches do. Four full se- in the four full seasons he coached the team, they finished tenth, nineteenth, twelfth, and thirteenth by offensive DVOA. And uh, he did that with four different starting quarterbacks. He said maybe he is not the most elite quarterback uh, coach in the league, but if you look at teams that have faced similar turnover at quarterback, those coaches have not made it out alive. And this guy went from Jacoby Brissett to Phillip Rivers, from Phillip Rivers to Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz to... Matt Ryan and in the process was able to put together formidable offenses, right? So, I mean, that is the, is that he found a way uh, to get production from uh, virtually all of these people in, in some sort of manner. Like he just didn't ever touch the bottom of the pool with any of these guys. So he showed he kind of versatile can do different things with different people potentially. Um, and so he was he's, he hasn't been bad while other teams who go through other similar changes in uh, quarterback, he says, for instance, he says the commander commanders had three different pass leading passers in the same four years. And we're at the bottom five of DVOA. So he's in the top echelon there in the bottom five of that. So that shows his versatility. Like you said, he won a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator with the Philadelphia Eagles. And yep. to be honest, he did that with two different quarterbacks that year from yeah. Carson Wentz to Nick Foles, probably different playing styles on both of them. And uh, now if there are two things that have opened him up to criticism, right? Or maybe three, I would say here are the three points of contention that people are going to be cautious and say, look, this is where Frank Reich has to change our mind. Number one, he never won the AFC South, right? So you didn't have is that they may have made the playoffs twice, but they did it as wild card, right? On top of that, the second, I think, is has got to be the acquisition of Carson Wentz. Frank Reich was, and he admitted to this, and he went the next year, he said, I stuck my neck out for Carson Wentz, and that is that he... Uh, you know, believe that him could, on ass. Well, well, in some ways, I want to go back and maybe I wonder if this is sort of revisionist history. I want I'm gonna ask some people that. But um, in some ways, I mean, he was part of that decision. Now, one of the reasons that the Carson Wentz decision was bad was less it was not only about his play, but how much they gave for him. They gave him a first and a third, and it didn't work out, and they jettisoned him after one year. But here is the thing, and this is why I'll ask you about the Carson Wentz. Is while Carson Wentz, and maybe he, uh, this could be seen as an error. I think Carson Wentz threw 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions that year. The real points of contention is that he threw, he would fumble the ball a lot. You know what I mean? He was fumbling the ball all the time. It was late in games that he continued to be bad. 
And then on the other hand, I, mean, I think they lost a bunch of fourth quarter, like in the fourth quarter, they lost a ton of leads that year, even with yeah. Jonathan Taylor being the best back in the league. But I just think this is that and really, I guess the negative, the real cloud of criticism of Carson Wentz began when he just chose not to get vaccinated and everybody, he missed some camp, right? He missed camp. I don't know if he missed some playing time like it. And everybody was like, Oh, he's not a leader. Yeah. He became was the, number one. Yeah. Right there. It started. So that's kind of like a, it's like, you're going to have to be really good. Like in sep- and then he was mediocre to average to bad. So it was like this. So he already, people didn't want to like him. Then and then Ursay said he just wasn't tough. And it was Ursay that said, I'm done with this dude. He was calling him out publicly. But I just think this is 27 and 7. Is that I'm trying to maybe find a silver lining in this, guys, even with the worst one, is that he actually got some juice from the squeeze, even with Carson Wentz, who stunk. Yeah. You know, in that case. So, and then the last criticism that I've seen people talking about with Reich is in that season that they, um, I think the Carson Wentz season and how they blew a bunch of fourth quarter leads. They were, they went for it on fourth down a ton. He's very aggressive on fourth down and going for it. And that year they were second though in converting it. So they went for it all the time, but never got it. And so those were the some of the things that contributed to maybe some of those late quarter, late game leads that they blew. And then the final nail in the coffin that got uh, that really, I think, uh, made, kind of made them a dead man walking was they were a play to get in team in the playoffs that yeah. Jonathan Taylor against that, the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Lost they went to the Jackson. Yeah, Jacksonville came to their house. I think. A 2-12 yeah. and 12 Jacksonville team uh, knocked them out from getting into the playoffs. That stuck in Jim Ursay's craw. He mentioned it over and over for the next 10 months or whatever. If um, they made the playoffs there, Wentz would have not been traded. Um, there, a lot of their uh, re- reaction to Carson Wentz came because of that game. Um, and Reich was already going to be walking on eggshells after that uh, because you had – a complete failure of a game plan. They had the best running back in the league last year in Jonathan Taylor. Um, and they abandoned the run largely the entire game against the Jaguars that, that year or that, uh, that game. Um, so there are some criticisms and, 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 and like you said, the silver linings are there. Um, and I don't think there's anybody that can go back and look at the history and say that they're not silver linings. Um, there are some things that you can be positive about. There's a nostalgia to this. Um, it does have a similar feel-good story that Wilkes would have, but you also have a lot of the concerns. A lot of people, you know, I'm on, you know, as we all are on Twitter and, and talking about this, maybe even debating a little bit. And if I start cutting out, let me know. I know I got dropped last time. Mm-hmm. Um, but so let's let's look at his history, right? He was an Indianapolis Colt uh, assistant coach, and then eventually a, a quarterbacks coach with. Peyton Manning, he and the entire offense got gutted after that two and 14 season where they ended up getting Andrew Luck and letting go of Peyton Manning because he had the neck uh, surgery. Um, So, but it was a horrible offense, horrible offense. Um, So he got fired from the Colts 
Okay. Um, he went uh, to, uh, oh gosh, who did he go to? Um, he had gone somewhere to be a, a wide receivers coach, maybe to the Arizona Cardinals, got fired after one year. Okay. Then he went uh, to San Diego. Um, and at that time, I believe it was San Diego. It might've still been in Los Angeles. He got fired after one year of being their offensive coordinator. He had a couple of years of a wide receivers coach there. Um, and then he got hired. Like the so dude has been failing up. Like he was a wide receivers coach, got fired, uh, went over to become a wide receivers coach, got eventually uh, hired into the offensive coordinator position. They got fired after one season, after one of the worst seasons in the NFL, as far as an off- or one of the worst teams offensively on most every category in the NFL. Um, and then he got hired to the Eagles. And then we all know who he got hired under was Doug Peterson. And what are we seeing right now happen at the Jaguars? Doug Peterson being an offensive-minded head coach, how much of the success, that's where the criticism comes into play because there's a lot of this that we don't know. How much of the success from the Eagles is from Doug Peterson or how much of that is Frank Wright, okay? Because right now, those Eagles look a lot. I mean, the the, the 2017 Eagles uh, are starting to mimic a little bit. Uh, they're starting to mimic the 2017 Eagles down at the Jaguars. So it tells me that maybe this is more to do with the head coach than it was Frank Wright. Frank Wright goes to Indianapolis the year after that, um, after they win the Super Bowl in, in, in Philadelphia. Mind you, he got hired by Indianapolis after Indianapolis already hired Josh McDaniel, and Josh McDaniel turned them down. Right. Um, right. And so he was their second choice. Uh, So he comes there because he has a history of being, you know, a part of their organization under Peyton Manning. He's inheriting Andrew Luck. I'm not going to take away the fact that he inherited Andrew Luck, but he also had who is his offensive coordinator uh, there for a couple of years before getting ripped away from him. A defensive coordinator got ripped away from him and then they started to suck. They started to suck badly. They took away their offensive coordinator and their defensive coordinator, and they were not good. You mean uh, the Colts? Yeah. Uh, Nick Sirianni, right? Mm-hmm. Went to yep. the Eagles as a head coach a few years. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know if how bad, like, I guess the question is how bad were they? You know, is that I think there's something to be said, again, a different quarterback each season. We know how difficult it is to be good in those circumstances right and and then that's what was somebody i also read this is the idea is that frank reich even in uh all of this quarterback carousel he had people were poaching his coaching staff yeah and maybe that's a good sign of some of the things that are going on in the organization in the build And but I my, think the, the other thing is just Ursay is such a we, like you said, it's kind of, you know, there's so many factors that complicate this CK of like how we, like you mentioned with the Eagles, is Doug Peterson clearly is a good coach. He's, you know, I mean, it's not like the Eagles were in good shape when he took over, right? They were a mess after the, the quarter, after the dude who was from Oregon or whatever, Chip Kelly, I think it was. And Doug Peterson makes them into a Super Bowl team with Carson Wentz as a first-round pick. And, a first- and, that's, and that's the question mark, right? We don't know. He, Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate that year, right? And then Nick Foles comes in after Carson Wentz tears his ACL, and he goes to the Super Bowl and wins the in, Super Bowl MVP. The problem I have 
is when you see anybody talking about that game, when you hear uh, Nick Foles talking to any coaches, you see him talking to Doug Peterson, not Frank Reich. You see them talking about the Philly special to Doug Peterson, not to Frank Reich. Right. So I wonder how if Reich that- coached from the booth. I wonder if he, he was a booth offensive coordinator. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just saying it looks to me that Frank Reichs have come on the backs of other people potentially being the reason they've been successful, right? They were successful with Nick Sirianni. They were successful with Doug Peterson. They were successful in those perfect situations. But well, when he got ripped away from those situations, they started to do very bad. Well, but I would like to rebut that a little bit. One of the jobs of a coach is to put the best people in the sure. right positions. And I think what Tony just said, if you look at how many coordinators Frank Reich has had poached away from him that have then gone on to have success, I think it's then fair to say that Frank Reich is good at identifying the best coaches to get the most out of their players. Now, so my a lot question of that, then becomes... Uh, but, Okay. Do you, my question with that, because I think it's important if you're going to bring that up, are you prepared to have the same trajectory that the Colts just had? Well, I mean, I don't see. This is the thing. We need to give him his chance, though, because it's easy sure. to say, oh, well, they were looking at Doug Peterson. They were looking at Doug Peterson. But if you remember, they got the most out of Carson Wentz in that season that they went to the Super Bowl. And then the very next year after Frank Wax leaves, Carson Wentz falls off a cliff. With the Philadelphia Eagles and CJ, it really never recovers. Uh, never, and, yeah. Until, I mean, if anything, his best success came when he went with Wright to Indy. And CJ, CJ, a put this in the chat. Uh, uh, if you pull up Wentz's numbers, uh, it was his second best season since the Super Bowl year. Peterson got fired because he couldn't do anything with Wentz after Wright left. So I think if we're gonna make those arguments, okay. You can also sure. make, the, make the point for that argument as well. I'll continue to go back to this idea that I think people are kind of sleeping on, that when Frank Reich took that job to be the coach of the Indianapolis Colts, he did so thinking that he had one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL under center in Andrew Luck. Like That was the plan for him going there. And then to be honest with you, you know, we're all saying, oh, man, he never fixed that quarterback position. I think given he had to work with, he did a pretty damn good job. And you can make the case for all those quarterbacks that he brought in the Colts and understand why he made that decision. People say that Phillip Rivers, you know, one of the better quarterbacks that's never won a Super Bowl. You know, a, a longtime veteran. He's done some bad things. They brought in Phillip Rivers and they went to the playoffs that first year that they had him. Then the very next year, they brought in Carson Wentz. And like Tony said, he kind of stuck out his neck for Carson Wentz. But he also was able to be the coordinator of Carson Wentz when Carson had his most success in the NFL. So why wouldn't he believe that he would be able to get the best out of Carson Wentz another time? Then and uh, the very next year, Matt Ryan, once upon a time, was an NFL MVP and Keep in mind that every single quarterback that they brought in, they felt like they were a quarterback away from being a contender. Like literally all of those years, loved their defense. You know, they went and got um, the guy in the middle whose name escapes me right now. He used to play for the 49ers. Um, Chat will help me. The big defensive tackle that plays for the Colts. 
Um, but they loaded up. They got Jonathan Taylor. They had T.Y. Hilton. They had a bunch of players that they that they could make a legit Super Bowl push with. And when you have that quarterback carousel, DeForest Butner, thank you, Carson. When you have this quarterback carousel where you're trying to put a quarterback on the team who's ready to win right now, would that make more sense as to why they never went and drafted a player or why they never took a shot on a young player to try and develop him? They hired him with the idea that we're going to win football games right now. And to be honest with you, I kind of feel like that's the same decision that David Tepper has made. Knowing that we almost made the playoffs this year, that David Tepper feels like, okay, a few more pieces, and if we figure out the quarterback position, and I trust Frank Reich with the quarterback position, then there's no reason why this Panther team couldn't make that very same kind of jump next year. I'll say this much. I mean, I when you look at the uh, the reaction, there is a large divide um, in in Panthers Nation about how we feel about this. And you know, I will say that Panthers fans have been more largely optimistic uh, as a whole. Um, but there are a lot of people who are are still questionable on this, and and that's where I'm at. I'm kind of in the middle. I'm similar to where Greg was last year when we hired Rule. I, I want Frank to be a good coach and I want it to work out because I think that um, it's necessary for uh, for Panthers fans to feel that there's a, a plan and, and, and a future moving forward. But I also uh, am concerned that we have um, we've gone with somebody who who is going to be middle of the pack uh, moving forward. I, I, I don't know that I ever recall him. I know we they say top 10 in offense for the majority of his time in Indianapolis. But I, I don't know that I recall him being considered a great offensive minded head coach who's changing the game when it comes to offense. My concern is that they had for multiple years made the decision to go with, uh, you can't use the Brissett year because that was an unexpected retirement of luck that year, but you sure as hell can use the Carson Wentz year of, you know, retreading a quarterback that has, uh, fallen from grace uh, in Philadelphia um, and and then doing the same with Matt Ryan, who had the same fall from grace, but just a little bit older. Um, I, they didn't, he didn't, we haven't seen him develop a quarterback uh, from being a rookie to, to being a star in the NFL and maintain that success. Um, so I, 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 that's my concern. Um, and I think it's fair to say that, that's a concern that we all can have as Panthers fans with regard to what, uh, uh, you know, Frank Reich brings to the table. Um, all right. So yeah, we're going to don't, don't worry. We're going to get to your calls. The number is two, five, two, 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 eight, 50, 98. That's two, five, two, 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 eight, 50, 98. Um, well, as we're on this, let's just, uh, we'll finish up with a couple of statistical talk, uh, things and then we'll go to some calls. Uh, when we talk about the win loss record, 10 and six, Seven and nine. This is with Indy. Ten and six. Was that with luck that year? The first year was luck. Yep. Yeah. So the, I think they started out one and five. But no, they didn't have uh, Andrew Luck. Wasn't the quarterback when Frank Reich was there? Yes, he, he got one year with Andrew Luck. He did. Are you sure? Uh, here 100%. we're looking. Up, I'll look up Luck. Uh, 
Let me see. Oh. I just saw. I just read it that he went one in five. Started one in five his first year as a head coach, and then went ten and six. Um, Luck last season was ten and six, twenty eighteen, and, and that Frank was Reich's Frank first Reich's first uh, season. Uh, so we got one season with Andrew Luck and got ten and six out of. It. We went ten and six. Uh, seven and nine his second with Jacoby year with Brissett. Yep. Eleven and five with Philip Rivers. Yep. And uh, it's kind of crazy. Think about this. He never won an NFC, I mean AFC South, but he also went eleven and five. So I'm guessing that the Tennessee Titans that year were juggernauts. Yeah, the Tennessee Titans have been all down that yeah. uh, uh, division. But that was probably their peak year, though. Uh, nine and eight uh, last year, and then he went Gee. three, five, and one this year. And one of those losses, he was forced to sit Matt Ryan and start Sam Ellinger. Which the irony about this is, they then fired Matt uh, Frank Reich a couple of, uh, two weeks later, and Jeff Saturday comes in and he starts Matt Ryan in game one, which was wild. But I think the, um, these these are the some interesting statistics. Go ahead, CK. I was going to say that three, five, and one. It's hard to forget that one there at the end, though. Um, and that tie column was their first week, and it was against arguably the worst team in the NFL. Was it Houston? Houston, yeah. They went for it on a fourth and again another fourth down conversion that they failed to get, which then Houston kicked it and tied it. I think. I think yeah. maybe that's how it went. I'm not. Uh, but here I want to look at this real quick. This is interesting right here. Let's look at his offense, uh, him from the offensive perspective and what he was doing. Look, when he, when he was in Philly, uh, they went from here. This is teams, right? Let's see. Let's do points differential. As offensive coordinator, they were ninth in points differential his first year. First. So they were first in the league his second year. As he goes to Indy, they were eight. They were 17 the Brissett uh, year, but then eight again, seven with Wentz, uh, 32 this year. Uh, so this was a tough year. In yards differential, it says the lower the number, the more they outgained their opponents. High up here in yards from Philly to Indy. Uh, again, the Brissett year was lean, it looks like. And then pretty good. This is number seven in points differential in 2020. So look as they are. And here's another thing is that these teams, even with uh, Phillip Rivers and Carson Wentz, were putting up points. Yep. I mean, they were uh, in the top half of the – they score a lot of points, actually. He's been – oh, I didn't do – did I make it have – and you know, by the way, you know, when you said that there's a lot of points that had to factor in to the decision to hire him. I mean, the, sure. the, the problem with the Panthers offense for years now has been just how behind the curve our offense is compared to not only just teams in our division, but just teams in the NFL in general. Like there's an offensive explosion happening in the NFL. It's been happening for a few years. And we knew that when the Panthers were interviewing all these offensive-minded head coaches, that that was the direction that they're going in. Um, if you talk to Indianapolis Colts fans, most of them 
are very complimentary of him. Like, they really don't have a whole lot of bad things to say about him, at least not in the way that, that I've seen them talk about it. Um, you know, uh, there were a lot of fans didn't think that it was the right move to even fire him. So, I, I mean, listen, this is going to be something that we're going to be digesting for a while. I just think that we could have done much worse than this. Um, and by the way, uh, some up, yeah, some some updates to this. Uh, no, right now the website doesn't list any other coach on the website other than Frank Reich. So no Steve Wilkes, no Ben McAdoo. Maybe this is just Can't a temporary be- thing. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm sure it's just uh, they. I'm sure this means the staff is not there. I did want to brief uh, look at this, uh, Cody, real quick before we move on. Is these are Jim Caldwell's numbers. So I want you to just peek at this. These are Frank Reich's numbers. And look at this stretch right here in Indy. And look right in here at from points and yards. Points and yards. Overall points, yards. This right here. Offensive right here. In yards, he went 4, 18, 7, 18, 23. In uh, points, he went 5, 16, 9, 9, 30. I'm looking at Caldwell's numbers here. In points and yards... His entire time, it was yards was fifth. Bottom half. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's a guy that we have uh, respect for as an offensive mind is you just don't see. It's almost like this is the numbers for Frank Reich didn't uh, translate into as much success as you would almost expect. And then it's surprising, too, that he was able to generate so much of those success with guys. Let's be honest. Philip Rivers was toast when he got there. He just dumped it to the running back. He stinks. I never, I always, I have a thing against Philip Rivers, but let's would, be uh, honest. Like, uh, Carson, look at his numbers. Yeah, his numbers, but I don't think he was like, I think uh, he was doing a lot of short stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that he had a Jacoby Percet that never passed the ball. Right, I mean, it's almost uh, he's at least put up respectable offenses, despite sure. not having great players. And you could also start to wonder how much of the mess was that was in Indianapolis was uh, in regard in, in spite of Jim Ursay and whoever. Who's the damn uh, the everybody? Nobody likes him right now. The GM. That still has his job in India. I cannot forget. I always forget his name. Um, anyway, so I think this is like you say: is Frank Reich Ballard? Checked Ballard. Is it? What's it? Chris what's Ballard. his first? Chris Ballard, the former uh, chancellor of ECU, was Scott Ballard. So don't confuse him with that. Chris Ballard, and you know they haven't addressed the quarterback situation, and I wonder what this means. Is that? You know, does Frank come in here and say, look, I was able to have success without the quarterback, without the direction there, without the, you know, kind of the jumping all over the place at the quarterback position. I can do that game if you want, but imagine if you let me get a veteran like Derek Carr this year and draft a quarterback and give me Andrew, the next Andrew Luck for you know, rookie quarterback that's going to be good going forward. You know, I think there is something there to say he worked with Carson Wentz. He worked with Andrew Luck, maybe at the back end of Luck's career, obviously. 
Um, he's worked with and helped quarterbacks at least get a lot out of them. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I also want to say, I think, uh, I think this increases the likelihood that the Panthers probably do look to a quarterback in the draft. I mean, everybody kind of thought that anyway, but I, I just feel like thinking about what he has been through in Indianapolis, going through the turnaround of, okay, maybe this guy would do it. Maybe that guy would do it. I, I really think that he's going to try and look for the young quarterback of the future to try and build around. Um, you know, I, I really, um, I, I, like I said, uh, people in the chat room are still kind of talking about Matt Corral. I'd love to see if uh, Frank Reich would be willing to work with Matt Corral. But, um, you know, if we do end up do uh, trying to draft a quarterback, I think it, there's more of a possibility that we could trade up for one if we do have a prospect that we're in love with. And my final point is to all of the Scott Fitterer fans, who wants Scott Fitterer to finally be the GM, not having to worry about pleasing all different kinds of masters and Matt rule and all that. To me, this is the perfect scenario for Scott Fitterer to show what he's capable of doing as a GM. You have a guy who has the tenure. He's done this before. He's in control of everything on the football field that the Carolina Panthers will be in charge of. And now you have what's the easiest choice you can make. Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Have Fitterer finally in charge of the roster, the draft, for instance, to me, this now seems like the Panthers are in the perfect position to finally have that separation of church and state, you know, the focus yeah. and the football field. I think that's a good point, too. And yeah. you know what is now we'll get to most fairly and accurately assess Scott Fitterer yes. as a GM because you sure. don't have – uh, or at least it seems from the outside looking in that Frank Reich is comfortable being, uh, you know, not being the guy uh, that needs all the front office power, but also, you know, but the guy that can work with those front office people, unlike maybe right. what the Sean Payton model would have put out there or what we think Matt Rule was like. We think Matt Rule was a lot heavier handed than he is letting on in his 
revision of what look back of how of his time in Carolina. The question continues to be, well, actually the last, I'll say this and then let's get into the cat calls is like you said, if that's a, a good thing there. Another thing is that if we are going to take a quarterback, let's just be honest, having a quarterback and an offensive minded coach, like a former quarterback can't be, uh, I want, well, I won't say it can't be, you wouldn't think it would be a, um, a handicap. No, uh, I know people are going to say this, John Elway. They're going to say John Elway hasn't been able to get a quarterback right at all. But you know, John Elway also just GM. wasn't good at a GM. Yeah, as a GM. Period. Yeah. And the other is that Frank Reich. It just you have to, especially if you kind of know what you think can really win in this league. You know, is that it's it's got to be better than a you know a former DB or. Uh, some other just being the guy, the head yeah, coach at the time, a special, yeah. a long snapper or something. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Do you think they made this higher with the thought of if year one isn't great or uh, at least a major improvement to last year that we're going to fire Reich and go balls deep for uh, Sean Payton? Do you believe that that's going to be the mindset that the Panthers have, and that's why they decided to go with the guy like? like Frank Reich, because if he's got a history of failing in Indianapolis and he comes here and he has a really tough first year, um, it's, I, I, you almost see a scenario where they're, they're making this higher with that, even in the back of their mind. An interesting point. You know, I will say you're right about what, you know, if you're wrong, we hope you're wrong, right? CK, sure. I hope that that doesn't have that potential, but it's a lot easier to fire Frank Reich after one year than it is to fire Steve Wilkes. Kellen Moore after, yeah, Steve or, Wilkes. Or even. Steve Wilkes. I mean, think about yeah. that. Is imagine the upheaval and the continue, I mean, the whole point of the lawsuit. So I think if there is an impetus to think like that, CK, Frank Reich is a easier candidate to walk into with that kind of right. mindset and that tone. Interesting point. The number's 252-228-5098. Cody, bring us into the cat calls if you got a chance. And we want to hear your thoughts. Was it was it the right move? Let's get into 279 some. watching. Cat Smash call. the thumbs. 86. We're climbing, climbing. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good, like. Hey guys, it's JJ. Um, I just heard. Uh, the ice up from the previous episode and CK. Oh, this was four three three. Hey, we're coming back. Dude. We're coming back to you. We got to get the first call being about Frank Reich. Two twenty six p.m. This has got to be it. What's up, C three fam? Gaming out here in Utah. Yo, kind of bummed we didn't get Wilkes just for the fact that a lot of our players were really outspoken at the end of the season about having Wilkes. I feel like there'd be some loss of the locker room. Um, I really, really doubt it, but I'd love to see Wilkes come back as our defensive coordinator, but ugh, what a slap Awkward. in the face. I mean, I get I get he, the offensive side needed some work, and Frank will hopefully help that, but I mean, oh, the future is 
the future is weird right now. I'm just really glad we didn't get that scumbag Sean Payton and trade our future away. So, I mean, if that's a positive, at least we keep our first round picks. All right, guys, let's just hear what you guys say. Shout out to my boy Zach out in Carolina. Love you guys. Man, thanks a appreciate lot, you, dude. Uh, all the way from Utah, Damon, we appreciate it. Uh, you know, and, and let's momentarily talk about that. Steve Wilkes, did he get the shaft? Uh, is this kind of what do you guys think about it? The not Steve Wilkes story. Um, um go ahead, see, okay, I'll let you go first. I, I think that uh, it's as controversial as this statement is. There's a lot of people that have jumped to the bandwagon of, and, and it's easy for me to say this right from my pedestal and and the the opportunities that has been granted to me. Um, but it just feels a little bit assumptive to assume that this is a hire simply because he matches the skin color of David Tepper. Um, that seems like a dangerous precedent to set based on very little evidence of saying that being that Steve Wilkes got an opportunity to be the interim head coach over top of many other white people. Right. So I can't, I can't in good faith really put that into the, into the equation. Um, it strengthens his case, uh, I think, against the NFL as a whole. Um, and I think he's going to do great things in this league. I think that Tepper knew what he wanted, and that was an offensive-minded head coach. The real failure, I think, for people um, uh, from minorities is really that they aren't given as many offensive opportunities in this league. When you look at the offensive coaches compared to defensive coaches, the ratio of, of, of offensive coaches being white or black or, uh, you know, minority is so much different than the defensive side of the ball. So I believe that uh, it's, it's, it's more of a problem, I think, of getting the opportunities to these guys that in the offensive side of the ball or so than anything else. Um, now, I'm not saying that. Uh, here's, here's my argument. Here's my thing. You can, you can believe what you want, but if your thought about this hire is that Steve Wilkes never had a shot because he was black, that's a dangerous thing to say because there's so many things around that, that is, uh, that is, is, is easy to, to contradict that. Um, David Tepper had shown no indication whatsoever that, uh, that, that he's, he's has a hesitation to hire Steve Wilkes. Um, it just Frank Reich probably fit his, uh, his mold a little bit more about what he wanted out of a coach moving forward. Um, so at the end of the day, I, I, I respect his decision. I wanted Steve Wilkes to be the head coach, but I'm not prepared to go out there and say that it's, that it's on, uh, on Steve or that it's a race related hire. So I want to read this and then this I want to I hope it's the same headline. I just saw, I want to read this and then I'm going to speak a little bit about this, right? Uh, this is from wing door law. They're the yeah. law firm that's representing uh, Flores and Steve Wilkes uh, in their lawsuit against the NFL. Uh, he put, we are shocked and disturbed that after the incredible job Coach Wilkes did as the interim coach, including bringing the team back into playoff contention and garnering the support of the players and fans, that he was passed over for the head coach position by David Tepper. There is a legitimate race problem in the NFL, and we can assure you that we will have more say in the coming days. Now, we're, we're a panel of three white dudes, right? So, obviously, you know, we can't have maybe as necessarily a 
as well-rounded of a conversation that people might like. You know, none of us have lived as a, a black person or let alone a black NFL coach. So uh, with that said, uh, when it comes to Steve Wilkes, I almost thought of this like, man, if they hired Steve Wilkes, but they ended up like Frank better, uh, all reports had one of the best interviews ever. Like uh, after they interviewed Frank Reich, they fell in love with him and his vision for the team. I think it, uh, we would have been happier with Steve Wilkes. I mean, we've said for a long time that we would have been very happy with Steve Wilkes. But are they supposed to pick Steve Wilkes just because of this lawsuit and and not pick no the no they're gonna they be they're gonna pick him because of what he did win? as an interim coach they're gonna pick him just be, even right. if they like this other my I think, point was is that, that they could have felt they had the uh, uh, now because of the lawsuit that Wilkes was a part of they almost felt the pressure to have to hire him after the job that he did as the interim coach um, and because of this lawsuit that he's attached to, that potentially it makes the organization look bad or racist, if that's what somebody wants to say. Um, to me, I you're damned if, if you do, don't. Um, I think this is that the argument that, um, that, well, first they didn't feel pressured to do that because they didn't do it. <laughs> Right. So that's the one thing that pressure, if it existed in their mind, wasn't enough. They weren't afraid of a wig door law, which is suing the NFL, by the way. It's not he's not suing there. You know, Wilkes is not a part of a lawsuit against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I think this is that first. This is what this attorney should say right now is that like is this attorney has a job to do and this is good fodder. Right. This is good. You know, is that if he didn't say this, he wouldn't be representing his clients. Right. You know, um, and is there is a good degree of truth to this is that like what Wilkes did as an interim coach proved just as much uh, that he was as capable and competent as every one of these guys that you would argue in uh, in the coaching pool. Now, I think this is there is a way that you could just say vision and the way you think the future could unfold with an offensive coach, I think that is uh, a large linchpin of this. And that really, I've been saying this on the Panther, the C3 Panthers podcast for of the entire interim time of Steve Wilkes. His interview was during the season. And like it was not the interview in the interview. They had already decided on Steve Wilkes by the end of the season and what Steve Wilkes, whether, and it's, it's, you, we can argue, unfortunately the world isn't fair, right? So it's not, we can't argue fairness and things like this. What yeah. Steve Wilkes was having to do, what he had to do to get this job is he would had to do such a good job and turn it around so much that they couldn't hire someone else. And he was really close to doing that. He was really close to doing that. But yeah. what happened when you lost, not you, he didn't lose, when the Carolina Panthers lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then two weeks later, in, an, you know, in a moment where you can win and keep your, you know, kind of really, uh, you know, beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road, and you come out 
up 14 nothing that you couldn't close those two games out or the Panthers didn't had he won both of those games the Panthers would have made the playoffs probably 99% if he won both of them they would have been playoff bound you could have said you couldn't have hired someone else i mean it just you could yeah, yeah. Uh, i would i argued if you win one of those games you probably couldn't hire someone else but it left the door open enough to say this we really think Steve Wilkes is a good, good coach, but yeah. we're really after an organizational history of being defensive minded as being completely inept on offense for the last, for the entire tenure of David Tepper's ownership that he just wants a more offensively driven team. That room, that door was left open. And so really Steve Wilkes couldn't have said nothing at this point, I don't think that would have changed it. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. And, you know, people are saying in the chat, and it's a good point, most interim head coaches don't end up being the future head coach. They just right. don't. You know, and uh, again, you might say that it's unfair. And like Tony said, the world is not fair. You know, we can't change the fact that we live in an unfair world. Uh, however, that game against Tampa Bay, it did seal his fate. I say, yep. oh, well, he didn't have J.C. Horn. He didn't sure. have Dante Jackson. And, and all of those are legitimate are true. legitimate reasons. However, it means that the Carolina Panthers might also have been looking to go in a different direction building this football team than they ever have before. And one of the things that we're glossing over is one of the first things that C.K. said when we started this show. We have never had an offensive-minded head coach and quarter combo we've never done that and in this new age of carolina panthers football when nfl teams are throwing the ball all over the yard it's reasonable for them to assume that steve wilkes wasn't going to be the guy to bring the panthers offense into the current day and i think that's a reasonable criticism of steve wilkes yeah. Um, first, I'd like to thank uh, all the supporters in the chat. 318 people watching. You can help us continue to grow the C3 Panthers podcast by smashing the thumbs up button. Subscribe. Considering to be a C3 super fan, it's a small way you can monetarily support the show with uh, just a, it's, a, you know, sometimes it's a, a little bit. Everybody giving a little, little, um, it really helps out a lot. And uh, we have over, right now, I think we have 124 c3 super fans 20 of those are great have been gifted so that's awesome in that case but you for a dollar 99 can subscribe and show your loyalty get those loyalty badges we're gonna have to get a frank reich one now uh was it the right decision another way you can support the c3 panthers podcast is by calling in at 252-228-5098 and then you can be one of those most generous generous donors uh patron saints of this podcast i believe we just got a super chat uh, just a couple of moments ago. Alvin Busano. All right, let's go through them. Let's read them. We haven't even hit the super chat. Yeah, let's chest. go through all of them, man. Patrons, these patron saints here. God uh, bless dude, you. We love it. Uh, uh, Lions fans, one poly LFP with the 199. Says, I'll rate this a seven out of 10. Okay, that's a favorable number. Eric 37 says, I like the potential for this hire. Uh, our boy, your bastard son, White Chocolate Espresso, says we get a pick if Wilkes gets a job 
fuck Peyton. <laughs> All right. We're like, and then uh, Alvin Brunson with the 499. Uh, no, Alvin Busano, pardon me, with the 499 says, let's be honest. Wilkes looked amazing because of who he took over for. Rule had the bar set real low. Uh, yeah, is that, and we'll, t- we'll talk about that. Let's go to the next call. The number's 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. And then we're going to open up the show uh, to people to come on via StreamYard and video. Uh, and I know some people are aching to do that. Let's pile through a couple of calls. It's your boy, Paul T. Cracker. And uh, first Salty. time calling in, just want to say y'all guys do a great job on the show. Appreciate you, man. Uh, Talk about the strength issue. Let's see. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about it. I'd rather see Steve Wilkes retain it for one more year, but now we got him for three. So, only way to make this right is we got to go all in. Because the reason why it didn't work for the Colts is he didn't have a quarterback. And that's the same shit we don't have. It's a fucking quarterback. So, we got to push for that number one overall draft pick now. Otherwise, we don't get this right. We're fucking boys for the next five, ten years. Man, thank you, Salty Cracker. Appreciate you, man. Somebody brought this up in the chat. We got to go get uh, Frank Reich throwback jerseys. And, uh, you know, I was already had been pulled this up a few minutes ago. I was like, man, I got to get on this before they get expensive. But they are already. First of all, there's right now only two from the Carolina Panthers on eBay. Right now, look at this, 18 bids on the one that is in good shape. This one, you can buy this one for $50, but look at the numbering on the back. It's it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's a it's been used. It's been used. The number's 252-228-5098. Before you play that next call, shout out to our buddy NC with the $20 love bomb. He says it's time to celebrate Frank and hopefully a great draft is coming. Ken Folk, appreciate you, brother, and we could not agree more. Thank you so much for your support. Next call. Hey, Tony. Oh. It's Rico. Rev. We got to talk. This is getting a little... It's not... The, the, the right hire, probably not a bad hire. But once again, Temper goes and does dumb shit, and he's going to get away with it again. That's until we get boat raced by Will Greer's doppelganger or some shit. I don't know. It It is what it is. Rev Rico, man, Dave, man, good to hear from you. I've missed you. You know, I've been thinking, I've thought about you a couple of times. Where is that guy? Hey, and hit me up on Twitter, wherever on social media, so we can rekindle, re- connect because we always had some great conversations let's go uh, play the next to, one oh. p, p dubs with another 20 dollar love bomb appreciate you p he said i'm so bummed on wilkes but let's get on board and uh move to solve the quarterback mess and modernize our offense i agree with you p dubs and i think this is the whole entire mindset of the panthers and why they did this to update our offense Appreciate you, brother. Man, thank you guys for your generosity uh, in supporting the C3 Panthers podcast. We're live here on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. You can check us out on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and uh, 
wherever you get your podcast, man. Uh, man what love, dude. That's crazy. You guys, uh, appreciate uh, donating like that. Next call. Hey, what's up, fellas? Uh, it's Corey calling in. Corey? Um, news just broke about an hour ago, so I wanted to give my take on the hire. Um, before I talk about Frank Reich, I want to talk about Steve Wilkes because, you know, Panthers Nation is definitely divided when it comes to comes to this, especially and 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 being being a black man myself, I can say it's it's especially divided when you're talking about the black community. Um, I say this first and foremost, right? I wanted during the season I was rooting for Wilkes. I wanted Wilkes to take us to the promised land. To, to, you know, be the Charlotte guy and, and turn us around and take us to the playoffs and, you know, get the extension. But the fact of the matter is he was always, always did have a glass ceiling against him. One, of course, not only being an interim coach of a bad team, but two, being a black interim coach. Like, you have to go above and beyond. You have to exceed, especially when you're an interim, to even, like, get the opportunity, right? It, it's, it's very rare that an interim coach gets hired full-time. But... You know, I'm seeing this narrative that he got screwed, you know, or, or, or you know, it's the Panthers being the Panthers again, you know, hiring a fired coach and get rid of the guy who turned us around and this and this and that. And it's like, look, man, Tony's been making this point, too, and I've been making it and I've been agreeing with him and all this stuff, too. It's like if you wanted to, if Wilkes wanted to silence all the doubters, if he wanted to make sure there's no way that these motherfuckers can't hire, can't not hire me, he would have you know what I'm saying, taking care of business against Tampa Bay. And I'm not going to bring yeah. up all the points with that game because we all know how that game went. Yeah, but point. Sad to say, I think the saddest part is that he's not – I don't think he is going to get another opportunity to be a head coach yeah. anywhere else. Like, this was his shot. But he he didn't get screwed. We hired a good coach. You know what I mean? Like, Frank Wright, he may have this little stank on him because he was the most recent coach of the, of the coach and he just got fired – and all this, like I don't care about that shit, bro. He's a he won a he won a he won a Super Bowl as an OC. You know what I mean? He went to the playoff two times, almost three times. But Carson Wentz didn't go full fucking Carson Wentz in the last game of the season. But they had this. They they went and they sent him out there with you know the ghost of Andrew Luck on his last leg and Jacoby Brissett and Carson Wentz and a 38 year old Matt Ryan uh, Matt Ryan and a 38 year old Philip Rivers. Like he hasn't had a quarterback that can throw twenty yards downfield his entire time coaching, and he's he's taken you know been relatively successful and extremely successful as offensive coordinator. It's a good hire, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, it sucks that Wilkes, you know, didn't get the job, but he didn't get screwed out of it, man. Like it it it's just it's a cutthroat business, it's a results driven business, and I hope he gets another opportunity somewhere else, man. And I wish him the best. But the Panthers made a good fucking move, and if you can't see that, you're just being emotional. Uh, well, I tell you, if there's one uh, one place that uh, we need a court, uh, someone who can have success with someone who can't throw 20 yards down the field, it's been Carolina for the last whatever five years. I mean, man, let's just get Teddy Bridgewater and win the whole damn Super Bowl. Uh, no, uh, so I, I do have something that one. Um, I do feel bad for Steve Wilkes, like I really sure. do, uh, you know, because I, I mean, the real. You know, like Corey said, this was his chance. This was his opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL. You know, he, the man's getting older. I don't know if he's ever going to get another opportunity to be a head coach. I think coach. that's why he took the interim position 
and yeah. took it with such seriousness is actually it was probably his last opportunity. Yeah, it was his last opportunity. And I do audition. feel bad. Yeah, I do feel bad for him because you know, like uh like people have said, he definitely won over the locker room. I mean, every single Carolina Panther, they were on board with Steve Wilkes being the next head coach. This was the guy that that they wanted. Oh, and, and you know, a lot of fans also wanted Steve Wilkes to be the next head coach. And you know, I, I do feel bad for him. Um, I, I wish that, that it were different. I mean, I do agree with Corey overall in that yeah. I, I think that this was the, the best move for the organization. But, I mean, just the fact that, you know, he's not going to be able to prove himself worthy as a head coach in the NFL, it is sad because I do think that he could do a damn good job. And for all intents and purposes – he did do a damn good job this year. So it's like both of these things uh, can be true at the same time. Uh, this is from Trey Boston. He put it out. He put, come on, man. So, you know, a lot of Panther fans are kind of making uh, similar statements like this. They feel bad for Wilkes, and I do too, man. Like I said, I, I would have been ecstatic if we hired uh, Steve Wilkes. I think it would have been great. But like I said, I, I don't mind this move. Because it it's sitting up a change in the Panthers' identity. We are now going to try to be a dynamic, up tempo offense, and Frank Reich has the numbers to back that up. So I'm I'm happy with it. Uh, I don't know, and I'll ask the we'll ask the chat, we'll ask the callers, uh, and I can't say with confidence or I can't say with an opinion right now this was the best move. But I can, with confidence, say that it was not the worst move. It was not the riskiest move. And it is a move that also could yield good results, right? So, I mean, there you can say all types of things. You can say what the best move is, is the greatest possible outcome. We don't know the future here. So I can't guarantee that. But I do, again, I told you I've been very cautious uh, or about getting too excited about these names like Ben Johnson or uh, Shane, uh, Shane uh, Steichen, I think is how you're supposed to or have somebody was yeah. showing me. This, uh, I would say Steichen, but whatever. Yeah, but it's, they said Steichen is how it's yeah, it, Who cares? How it, but any of yeah. these names that uh, the, the point being is that there is a comfort level to see that a guy that's had success, not just been a coach, but had some some modicum of success whether that success isn't good enough for you i can't tell you how to feel about it but he has had two seasons where they've had 10 plus wins and that's i mean that is an accomplishment i would think in the nfl particularly since the last time the panthers were able to do that was 2015 right yeah so um the other thing is 2017 i, can't, I uh oh you're right where we were 11 and 5 that year yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't say, though, either with confidence that uh, Steve Wilkes was the right move. I can't, you know what I mean? Like, is that he He very well could have been. Uh, but Frank Reich does offer, I think this, if that, if it was a candidate other than Frank Reich, 
I think that imagine that people the the thing that people were ups, not upset with maybe the the individuals who believed that this should be Steve Wilkes say Trey Boston for instance I think their feelings would be even stronger if you would announce the name like Ben Johnson if you would announce the name like Shane Steichen if you would ask announce Kellen Moore you know I mean, I, I think oh, I'm way end. happier with Frank Wright, the coach, than if I'm getting up today and having to make a show about Kellen Moore. No, I, like, but yeah, I agree with that. What I'm saying is, though, the the argument against for Wilkes is probably Reich gives the best counter argument out of all those guys. The right. other guys, you should say Wilkes should be head and shoulders above them. Yeah. Um. And can I also say, and I don't know if you guys agree with this or not, to me, this increases the likelihood of a trade for like a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance. And I just, you know, he, he's done it before with Matt Ryan, gave up some picks. He did it for Carson Wentz, gave up some picks. And um, hey, shout out to the sports nut. Uh, he's just tagged me post. This is from Michael K on Twitter. Uh, he is saying that uh, Panthers head coach Frank Reich, uh, uh, his plans to fill his staff might lead him to having a more CEO-like role in Carolina than he had in Indy, per source. Reich has options at offensive coordinator, and it's a matter of how he ultimately builds staff unemployed. So he got a leg up on calls due to NFL rules. And that's a good point. He was it wasn't it wasn't hired, he wasn't employed by the NFL. So he might say, uh, you know, he might have been in contact with coaches this entire time about hey, if I get this Carolina job, come to Carolina with us, and he's yeah, not breaking yeah. any rules. That is an advantage, right? Like is he can be doing what Mike McCarthy did, you know, like his little notebooks that he was building and all these little coaching uh sessions he was having with other guys like professional developments. Uh let's go to the next call. Let's see what you guys got to say about this Frank Reich hire. Hey what's up fellas? Uh it's Corey calling in. Up. Next uh, next call. What's up guys? When the Panthers uh hired the next coach. Uh it's not it's not the sexy exciting hire, but it's a safe solid hire I I feel. Um, I, I, it feels like it's a, like a four or five year gap filler. It seems right, how it feels. And for the people that was comparing, wanting us to compare Frank Wright to, uh, uh, Steve Wilkes and make it about race. Let, let's, let's take race and names out of it and look at resumes. One coach as offensive coordinator. Won a Super Bowl mm-hmm. with Carson Wentz, a wet noodle, and Nick Foles. Going to be out of the league in a year or two, and then he went forty and thirty-three as a head coach. In a shit. Division. Okay, let's look at the other resume. You got a coach that went one as a head coach, won three games at one organization, and drafted a wet noodle. That got him fired, probably. And then, went, and as a Panthers interim, 
He won one more game, one, just one, one more game than the turd of a head coach they just fired. Winning one more game and being better than Matt, one game better than Matt Rule is is not a high bar. Man, I appreciate Wilkes for what he did when he was here, but come on. They couldn't get the he couldn't get the job done when in the big games that mattered, right? These players quote that had his back and they wanted him so bad and they want to play for him. They didn't show up against the Steelers. They didn't show up or or, or just gave up against the Buccaneers. And these players that said that's our guy, that's our guy are either retired or won't be on the roster in the two or three years. Let's 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 let's, let's talk to Shaq. Hey Shaq. If Steve Wilkes is your guy, let's say uh uh in a year or two or three if Wilkes was hired as the head coach full time and he didn't work out, are you gonna give up your your salary to uh because you backed him? No. We don't need to do all that though. Players let's say the active players that was pulling for Wilkes. What you think going to happen when their contracts ran out? They were chasing that bag, right? You think they're going to take a discount on their contracts to save cap space? Well, you don't. First, I would like to point out that the coach's salary doesn't contribute to the cap space. So, regardless, it's just this is one, it would be weird if they didn't root for their guy, right? That they had a relationship and have some success with. I don't have any yeah. problem with the guys really being in favor of Steve Wilkes as a head coach. And on top of that, I I think that Steve Wilkes' performance as a head coach is, has been, uh, Im- I don't want to say impressive as in, yeah, I think there's a degree of impressiveness to it. It's like, I was kind of wondering is this, is Frank Reich and Steve Wilkes, one's defensive, one's off, offensive, really, uh, they're kind of, is there a giant difference in either category, I wonder if their floors are about the same, you know, and their ceilings, maybe the ceiling is potentially higher with Reich. Yeah. Um, and some, some updates here. Uh, and shout out to CJA. This is Sports Nut on Twitter. Check him Thank out. He says, Perk Conkle, 10 to 15 captains and senior leaders on the team backed the decision and understood it, even though. Uh, they were, you know, really wanting Steve Wilkes to say that Riker's well-respected. Um, and this is something that Will Conkle is reporting. He says, Frank Reich separated himself late in the interview process. Reich conducted interviews with potential coaching staff members. He did not present the Panthers brass with the wish list, but with the group of names he had thoroughly interviewed prior to his interview if he got the job. So it just seems like there's a level of paredness and there's yeah. a level of um, having a cemented plan in place that Frank Reich was able to present in his interviews that no one else was. So, yeah, I mean, like as Wilkes probably it couldn't have been doing that, but not during the season, right. at least. And on top right. of that war. And he also I no mean, he's had less time. The other candidates. And I mean, even if Wilkes put together a plan that was comparable, the here's the one thing is that that really, whoever says those things, it's going to really resonate with David Tepper after seeing the problem 
that existed before with his decision. You know, as Matt Rule's entire staff, how many podcast hours did we spend on the on the fact that the staff had zero NFL coaching experience? And yeah. in some ways, I almost yeah. could not – I didn't even blame Coach Rule all the time for it. When you're a college coach, you have college relationships. But when you've been an assistant and this and that in the NFL, you've run in the NFL circle. So your relationships, you you got – so Matt Rule didn't have guys to, to call. Like he had to yeah. call new people he didn't know well. Like he probably yeah. never knew Ben McAdoo probably or something like that. But, you know, the right circle, him and Wilkes offer this. And both – and Reich particularly, especially, uh, I think it probably just makes him feel good after – getting hoodwinked by a guy that didn't have those relationships. An interesting thing too, yeah. people have brought up is, is, uh, you know, some people is one man's trash, another man's treasure. Or why are we hiring a coach that just got fired type thing? Well, one, I think it's hard to hire coaches who just had success, right? That's usually a difficult thing is that, like, you're like, uh, what, what coach, out there has had a ton of success in the NFL that you're, you're, you know, I mean, Bill Belichick ain't going nowhere or uh, Andy Reid staying right where he is, you know, but Frank Reich uh, in some ways was kind of, you know, it was he fodder for the Colts. We don't know, but I will say this is Doug Peterson was fired and guess what? He, has done a pretty good job in just a year of revitalizing a a inept Jacksonville Jags team. And he was fired from Philadelphia. And you know what? It is kind of, maybe I'm just trying to tease that connection, but that's where they work together. So maybe it's in the, hopefully in the, in the air, in the DNA of, of Frank Reich uh, to come back on a second tenure and uh, really make some noise. Let's go to the next call. That's the three. How's it going? It's Tyler here. Uh, listening to the podcast right now. Uh, during lunch, walking around. So sorry if it's a little windy in California. Getting a lot of wind here. So <clears throat> I just want to give you my uh, opinion on the hiring. I definitely, I, I would have been fine with Steve Wilson being the head coach. I've been fine, I'm fine with uh, Frank Bracky, the head coach, but they're not my top hits. Like, I think their floor isn't as low as, like, Shane Steichen or Ben Johnson to possibly, you know, be hired him. But I just don't see the ceiling, right? Like you guys are mentioning, you know, he's worked at Carson Wentz a lot of better quarterbacks, but he hasn't really developed or picked a rookie quarterback. They haven't seen that, so that's new. So in, in my opinion, I just don't see the Panthers going better in quarterback again. I really don't. I think they're going to be end up doing a uh, rookie quarterback or a back corral, but I really think they're going to go to the draft this year and get one. I just don't know how, uh, you know, I don't know how I feel about the hire. I mean, I want him to do good. Uh, he's, the, uh, he's the coach. But at the same time, you know, I think he has some stuff to prove to fans. Um, you know, uh, to me, Frank Wright is like the – offensive guy, uh, the Steve Wilkes put on offense, where, again, the ceiling isn't that high, but the floor isn't that low. Um, so we'll see. Um, again, really hoping for the guy does well, but I'm just curious to see what direction we go. Does Scott stay? I feel 
Scott does stay. Um, <clears throat> so that's just my opinion on that. But uh, but the main thing to me is we do have to have some type of short-term or long-term plan. I just feel like that they got to be done trying to chase this veteran quarterback thing. We got to continue to build this team. We still got to build. We still have a lot of pieces to 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 get defensive end, tight end, uh, quarterback, obviously, uh, corner, linebacker. We still have pieces. Um, but I do like we did hire our first offensive coach uh, and that he came from the Panthers. So that's really cool. Nostalgia. Um, so we'll see. But uh, that's my mm-hmm. on the guys. Uh, thanks for uh, coming on, putting on the show during lunch. During my lunch, I appreciate it. Good entertainment while I'm uh, doing my walk. So you guys have a good day. Thank you, man. Thanks for your call. Yeah, there's a safety to this, a caution to it in some ways, or at least, you know, is that it's not a risky. I think, again, those coordinators are risky picks. I want to put this out there. Uh, Steve Berline, former Carolina Panther quarterback, and still doing some commentary around. You know, you hear him on the radio station. You hear him working with the Panthers occasionally. It says this Frank Reich as new Carolina Panthers coach. I love it. Great man and great coach will yield great results. So um, I'm going to do this is I'm about to drop a, a, a link to my response to him, which is begging him to come on the Panthers podcast sometime. I'm going to drop it in the comments folks in just like 30 seconds. But I, what I want us to do is bully him with positive vibes we're going to positive bully Steve Burline right now, hopefully. Hopefully the C3 super fans will take this tweet and maybe we can get a guest out of it. So I'm going to post this right now. That's my response. Go like his tweet that I'm responding to. Say hey. something. Let's get C3. Man, I think the fans can bully. Let's be bullies. Yeah, but some loving bullies. Yeah, positive <laughs> right? bullies. Yeah, so positive bullies. It's like, take this present. Bullies. Take this present. What if you went up to yeah. somebody and you bullied them into letting you buy their gas? Let me buy your gas, please. Hey, we really love your insight, and we need you to come on our show. <laughs> what did you do? Hurry Look up. Look at this kid over here crying. Just show him some crying kid gifs, some of the yeah. tears welling. Let's do it. Whatever. It might not even be bullying. Uh, guilt him. Let's let's fan guilt him. Fan guilt him. No, that would be, uh, be really cool. Uh, let's hope that we can get that mm-hmm. to happen. All right. Um, let's go to my bastard son real quick, and then we're going to open it up. Uh, we're going to open it up to you guys to jump on the C3 Panthers podcast. Yo, it's White Chocolate Espresso. Uh, all right. Frank Wright. Cool. Yeah, I, I I really can't complain because I was so worried about Sean Payton that I'd rather have fucking Frank Wright than Sean Payton. So I can't really complain, even though he was probably my last choice besides Payton. Uh, I would love to fucking have Steve Wilson on his team as a head coach, but it was obvious Tepper wanted an offensive guy because apparently... Kellen Moore was runner-up, so not even Wilkes was the runner-up. Um, yeah, and it was brought to my attention, too, that if Wilkes signs for the same position he signed for in Carolina this year or higher, Carolina gets a, a pick. So that's something to you know look at. I think he's going to go to Atlanta and try to 
fuck this team over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I would do. Oh, you're not going to hire me? Oh, cool. I'm going to go to your competitor. You know, good for him. Um, you know, I gave Will a chance. I'm going to give this dude a chance. I don't know. But, uh, hey, we got the coach. I want to know what y'all thought from the offense coordinator, defensive coordinator. Starting to look like he might actually trade up for a quarterback. So, let the offseason begin. You know, uh, someone I saw, I wonder with this is, uh, someone said Gus Bradley, that he had worked with Gus Bradley in the past. Uh, that they liked him as a potential quarterbacks coach or something like that. I can't. I'm gonna see. So we're gonna look up some Frank stuff, right stuff. You guys, it's working. The fan uh, bullying of Steve Burline is happening right now. We're up to seven or eight likes of this tweet in just a moment. You guys help us help you get the people you want to hear from on the C3 Panthers podcast. We got anybody, you guys, let's go ahead and drop the link to jump in the show. I'm going to play one more call as you do that. Uh, and uh, we'll get in some fans on the C3 Panthers podcast here covering live. Steve, uh, Hey, guys, right? you know, this is Panther Pickle. I just wanted to shout out my two cents on this coaching hire. Um, I'm all right with it. Um, I wanted uh the Eagles OC or Wilkes, uh, Wilkes originally. But you know, I do remember back in December making a statement that, you know, uh, Temper may just want to go get a veteran offensive coordinator, a veteran coach. Um, we know when yeah. he bought the team, when he spent two point some billion dollars on the team, that he wanted an offensive minded coach. That's what he said originally. It shouldn't be a shock that he picks the offensive minded. Now, yes, the rule hire, you know, was his first rookie owner screw up. That that happens. We all know that. Okay, but um, you know, I, I don't think Kemper made any decision based on race. I I know some owners do. I know the Texas owner will not hire a black man to be his head coach. That's just never going to happen. Um, he just, <laughs> yeah, he not. So the weird. Texas owner is a, is a racist. He, he, he's never denied that, I don't think. But anyway, uh, Tepper. I mean, he did just hire Lovey Smith. What he always wanted to do was hiring an offensive minded coach. Um, fans wanted a rookie, uh, but, you know, <clears throat> Tepper wants to win now. He don't want to wait for a rookie coach to develop his own way. Remember, the Eagles, it took the Eagles a couple of years to develop to to get where they're at now. Um, and uh, Tepper, Tepper's just going to do what he wants to do with his money, this team. Uh, I love Wilkes to death, and I wish him all the success in the world. But there was a lot of fans out there who said he was too conservative. They right. said he was conservative on offense and he was too conservative on defense. And if he becomes the defensive coordinator, if him and Al Holcomb go to the um go to the Falcons, which they're saying they may, um, and they become the defensive coordinator and the linebackers coach for the Falcons, with the speed that the Falcons linebackers have, you wanna we just wanna accept our fate. That's how it's going to be. So let's all pull together and see what we got. Thank you. Uh, Keep pounding. Panther Pickle. We're going to talk to you in real life in just a second. 
Uh, thank you, chat, for because uh, Gus Bradley, defensive coordinator uh, that he has worked with in the past, and uh, Frank Reich has this is according to Joel Erickson, not according, but it's common knowledge. Frank uh, Reich has a little bit of a coaching tree going. Sirianni to Philly, Eberflus to Chicago uh, are some names, and I guess Eberflus has not had the best. I wonder, was he a defensive coach, Eberflus, or was he? Yeah, I think he was a defensive coach. It's Um, strange. But anyway, um, go ahead and introduce people because we need to know uh, is is the right decision. Some Panther, uh, you know, we just heard from him, but uh, you know, we love us some Panther Pickle. Panther Pickle's in the chat from uh, the Friday Free for All. Pickle, what's up, buddy? What's up, man? How are you? Um, yeah, got a new head coach. I, I, I love it. I really do. Um, you know, you, you, you can look at everybody that they brought in and you can all pick your pick, but in the end, only one gets it. So, yep. yeah, and yeah, uh, and, I think I thought you had a great call, Pickle. I think at the end of the day, it just came down to the offensive-minded uh, right. direction that we're going to. And uh, right, you know, right. uh, and then uh, next up, White Chocolate Espresso, who also had a good point that apparently number two was Kellen Moore. It wasn't even Steve Wilkes. What's up? Wow. What's up? What up? What up? Hey, uh. You're not on. You're not on any nasal solution, are you? Um, just a little. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I didn't even notice that was his profile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fucking awesome. Uh, uh, then we got Zesty D in the building. Zesty, what's yo, up, bro? What's up, guys? How you guys all? How you guys been doing? Uh doing doing good, man. Doing good. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just kind of go across the board. You've heard me and Tony and CK speak for a little bit, so we're gonna pass the mic to y'all. We've heard a little bit from Pickle and White Chocolate. So, Zesty, we'll go to you first, man. How are you feeling about Frank Reich being the new Yo, head coach of the Carolina Panthers? I'm that crazy Utah fan, you know. Uh, what's it called? I, You know, Wilkes, I mean, I mean, there's nothing we can do at this point. So, I mean, we can only be happy, you know. We can only be look forward, look positive. I mean, sucks for Wilkes. I mean, like I said earlier, hopefully he becomes a D.C., but, nah, I don't. It's unfortunately probably not going to happen. My real question is, though, do you think, like, are, do you think he's going to try to keep Corral? Or, I mean, Sam Darnold played good at the end of the season, or do you think those two are out of the question and we're going to be drafting someone? Dude, I would love it, man. I love Matt Corral. I think Matt Corral has first round. The Panthers organization did as well. He just has to prove that he can stay healthy and that he can do this for, you know, for a long time to come. Dude, people are even making Matt Corral artwork. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Let's go, dude. I fucking love it. Um, and that's one of the things I'm excited about having an offensive minded head coach, mm-hmm. the ability to pair them with a quarterback talent. Like, dude, I'm loving that. It, I think it's a great opportunity for us to, to get some new life uh, for the Panthers offense. Hey, real quick. Let me, uh, let me welcome my Anthony to the show. Anthony, what's going on, buddy? What's up? What's up? Uh, just, you know, talking about the news. Um, Kind of optimistic with this one. Um, really wish that uh, Steve got the job, but, you know, Tepper wanted an offensive guy. So, you know, I'm going to support it for sure. Yeah. Uh, we also got Eric in the – we also got Eric in the building. Eric, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? How are you doing? Doing good. How are you, man? Uh, Was uh, it the right decision? Uh 
uh, uh, personally, I just I, I'm just gonna let it play out. But I really like, like I said earlier, I really like the potential of this hire, and I'm excited to move on now. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. I mean, is it's not uh, an upsetting hire? Look at CK now in the car. CK was just cooking dinner for his kids, probably. And now he's in the car. He's like, I can't find quiet. I got to go sit in my garage in the car. <laughs> right. Uh, we got Anthony. Anthony, was it the right decision? Um, in terms of the candidates out there, I believe it was because uh, Reich has proven that, you know, he can make use with um, bad quarterback situation. I don't necessarily think Helen Moore has enough experience for i don't think tepper wanted to hire another unexperienced candidate by any means yeah I do, I do think it is the right decision in terms of that um yeah i i do i really think it was the right hire excellent hey, let me let me ask you, yeah go ahead pickle go ahead another good point though because we hired a new coach i just looked it up we we will actually start our off-season work work-ins and uh, workouts and stuff April the 30th or April the 3rd rather April the 3rd so the new coach with the new staff will actually get to look at Matt Corral maybe Matt Corral to throw the ball by then and we'll actually talk a little bit with him then so that may help Matt Corral or the, the other rookies by the way that'll help everybody get oh and by the way I just remember a few weeks ago we signed Jacob Eason to a reserve contract He's the only quarterback yeah. on the roster that has experience working with Frank Wright because he was drafted by Frank Wright. I think <laughs> P.J. Walker might have worked with him. Uh, yeah. Well, P.J. Walker's not under contract after this year. Oh, he's not? After this, oh, you're right. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not saying that they can't add him to it, but, right. you know. Definitely, definitely. But, to keep in mind, though, with the P.J. thing, he was actually cut like 10 times by uh, Frank Wright. So I do think that uh, um, he might not I, want to make for eleven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I do think uh, <laughs> our only quarterback right now, or only two quarterbacks that are going to be on the roster, are going to be Eason and Corral up yeah. in April. Yeah, that that'd be a good chance on April on April the third, before a few weeks before the draft, so they can actually look, talk, maybe maybe even see where Matt Corral is in his development or his offseason workouts. You know how hard yeah. this is, what Matt Corral is doing right now. I know there's a lot of athletes can do it, but I, yeah. this is stuff we do yeah. in our gym, like the place I work out. And anytime you get on that, whatever that thing is called, balance and beam. you try to – what's it called? Uh, it looks like a balance beam or something. Balance yeah, it's for ball. balance. It's for balance. Yeah. I've never we, seen it before. I've seen it around, but uh, I've never had it. What, we work with them in the where I go work out. And if to do that, like it'll be like this, stand on one foot and do some curls – and you know we always make for you know, people giggle watching Jameis Winston do those. Yeah. It's hard, bro. Yeah. Can you so, roll like, your ankle? Can you roll? That's your not. Ankle? That's not for an out of shape fat man. <laughs> you would just. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I mean, hey, it does say that it does say that Matt Corral he is further along in his uh, in his uh, recovery process. He's that Liz Frank injury foot. You know he is getting better. It really or is it the right things. foot? We don't even know which foot it was. Hey, yo, 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 well, I think it was his left. Cool. Yeah, 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 go ahead. Yeah. Yo, so so two things, and I will, I'm will. i going to keep spamming this until it happens. Dalton Kincaid from Utah. I know I got some bias. You guys got to look up some film. 
we need a tight end who can block him. Boy, that kid's got hands, okay? So Dalton Kincaid, tight end solution, okay. fixed. And then other thing, kind of negative, do you guys do you guys think that there's going to be some negativity from, from, from the players like uh, Shaq Thompson? We heard about from Derek Brown how they wanted Wilkes, or do you think it's just they're going to take it as business and move on? They let – they let Reddick walk. So, I mean, I think if I think if anything, the way that I look at that, for instance, do you think that those players wanted Reddick to stay or go? They probably wanted him to stay, but they had to move on um, and go and play football because right now, like it doesn't to be quite honest. And this is going to be sounding crass, but it doesn't really matter what they think. They're going to have to go out there and earn their paycheck. Brian Burns yeah. is a big, uh, a big reason to want to stick around because he's going to be going for one of the biggest contracts. DJ Moore is under contract. Um, you have a lot of these De- Deontay Foreman. If he decides he actually wants to stick around, I mean, if you're on the offensive side of this team right now, I think you're looking at this as like a positive. Um, when you see what he what has done in Indianapolis, um, I think the biggest concern is going to be the defense, and it really boils down to who they hire as a defensive coordinator because I think that is going to be a big part of whether this defense or these players on this defense are going to be excited or not. No, that's awesome. And then oh. another thing, uh, uh, towards the end of the season, we talk about how Wilkes such a good defensive coach, and he tr- he is love him to death. But I mean, toward the last couple of games, our defense kind of caved in on us. I know we had injuries, but our mm-hmm. offense was lighting it up towards then. So I mean, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited, but I don't know. Keep pounding, guys. I'm gonna head out and get back to work, but I'm gonna keep listening. I love you guys. Peace. Right. Bye. Peace. Uh, uh, I wanted to chime in here. Uh, it was appreciate uh, you, roughly about 31 minutes ago that a group of 10 to 15 Panther players have that included captains and other leaders has made it known to the Panther brass. They understood the Frank hire and were excited. Uh, and uh, despite the public uh, and were excited to work with Frank, Wright. So, but well, yeah, but and at the end, though, I, I still think some of them are going to be let go just for other reasons than that. Uh, sure. Shaq Thompson, yeah. he's, he, you're going to save a bundle on cap that you need. Um, yes, he's a leader, but it ain't like you was a superstar. So, you know, I think his exit is coming anyway, regardless. So unless he agrees to take a massive pay cut. Right. I'm yeah. saying that won't happen, um, but. Hey, I wanted to go to Jared real quick. Jared's our uh, our resident Broncos fan, his brain. Uh, yeah. Jared, what's up, dude? Do you think hey. the Panthers made the right decision uh, hiring uh, Frank Reich? I think it's a good decision. I, I, you know, I don't follow the Panthers much, but like I remember Philip Rivers, you know, with the Chargers, he was looking horrible last year when he was with the Char- Chargers. But then when he went over to the Colts, he surprised me they made the playoffs. Right. So um, I thought he was done with uh, when he was with the LA chargers at the end. And so if he, you know, if he got him to the playoffs uh, with the Colts, that's pretty impressive. So, and then did with yeah. Carson Wentz, they, they, they made the playoffs again or not. Did they make the playoffs uh, when rivers? They left? did not make it with Carson. Oh, they Wentz. Did. Okay. They did. Okay. Uh, they Just did have for... it with rivers and luck, but not Wentz. Yeah. Now, don't ever to be fair. <laughs> Yeah, so they didn't make it, but they were one game short of making it. So they damn near did, but you know, no such thing as close. Yeah, I was, I was like, what I'm saying is, Philip Rivers. I thought I was canceling him off. I thought he should have retired much earlier, but he kept, continued on and he had a good last year. So 
um, with the cold. So he, he should be all right. I think Wilkes, if he would have performed a lot better, like, you know, the second mm-hmm. into, you know, half of the season, I think he could have had a much better outcome becoming the head coach. But um, whatever, the last game didn't look too great. Um, so um, that's it for me. No, yeah, great insight. I mean, we, yeah, we've had a lot of, uh, you know, uh, it, let, let me ask you, it was disappointed with the Frank Reich hiring. Like, I know what, Chaka, you were like, eh, it's not necessarily the most exciting move. But is there it's anyone blah. in here? Uh, okay, so what makes it blah? Why is it so blah for you? I just think looking at his record, I think, as a head coach, I think Steve Wills could have done the same if he was the head coach at Indy. Like, I just don't see any big eh factor. I mean, look at the teams that the Colts had. They were basically run first. Jonathan Taylor. Basically what we did this year. I think it comes down to um, just a proven commodity in a sense. Like, yeah, Wilkes definitely could have done that. But I think Tepper wasn't willing to risk another coaching hire for someone that didn't have as much experience as another guy like Frank Wright. Now, Frank Reich, I think he doesn't jump on the page as some of these other candidates, but I think he has a higher floor than a lot of these other candidates. Well, yeah, that's fair. Also, also need to remember, David Tepper's always wanted to hire an offensive coach. When he bought the Panthers, that's what he said. It was he what he always wanted to do, and while I'm sure he respects Wilkes, and, and that Wilkes was my choice, but. I don't, I, I don't like change, and it happens. So, you know, when it when when I when I was at work and I read that we had made Frank Wright our coach, I went, okay, well, life goes on, and you know, it's what it is, what it is. So, you know, that's my response because I've always and and something we've always, to my recollect, if I can remember right, we've always had a four three defense. Uh, right, but, um. You know, and my favorite was Rivera and Fox. But all that being said, um, we may we we will more than likely go if Frank Wright gets his man. I think that he's asked for. We'll go to Vic Fangio on the defensive coordinator, and he wants a three-four. So it's going to things change everything around. Uh, Can we you have know, a three-four the first year we were the franchise? You, you know, you you might be right. I you, With, you might, um, yeah. I can't remember that far back. <laughs> <laughs> this was with the right guy though. before Fox, right? It was like right before Fox who ran a three four. I wanna ask, uh when when we talk about the with Reich yeah. and uh you know the if we could try to remove the emotional nostalgia, I know it's hard to that comes with Wilkes being connected to the team uh when we had our you know our greatest success in twenty fifteen. If you can kind of try to remove the emotion that comes with a guy that we care, we thought highly of and really kind of gave us a little life in a terrible situation as an interim head coach is was, is Frank Reich on this list? If you were going to rank the list of coaches available, who was the highest? You know, I mean, I think some people were going to argue, I guess we'll argue Sean Payton. But I know before this season, nobody would have gone and said that they would have taken Steve Wilkes over Frank Reich if you could have told us that Frank Reich was a potential candidate. 
Where right. is he? Is he, was he the best coach available? Was it one A and one B when it comes to Caldwell Wright and um, Wilkes? I've all I've joked in the past weeks that Frank Wright is just white Jim Caldwell, yeah. and Jim Caldwell is just black Frank Reich, right? <laughs> but that, you know, are they in a kind of a lateral grouping there? Was he the best candidate available? And where do you rank him as maybe a as a head coach in the NFC South currently? Hmm. I mean, he's probably the best, to be honest, because it's not a whole lot of good head coaches in the NFC South. I mean, yeah, think about um, maybe so New Orleans – New Orleans has uh, is it Brandon Allen or Bruce Allen? I don't even his know name. New I forget that coach. Yeah, there's something Allen. Dennis. It's Dennis Allen. Yeah, De- De- right, Dennis Allen, who's only been in the job for a year. Again, doesn't have the resume. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arthur Smith for the Falcons. Again, he doesn't have the resume of Frank Reich. Uh, and um, uh, the guy Neither for does Todd Bowles, frankly. Yeah, I mean Todd Bowles. Well, other than being a DC for a Super Bowl winning team with the Bucks. Yeah, right. so I mean we're like we right now we have the most tenured coach in the NFC South who has the you know the the best record. Who has the so, best chance to win it? Like cuz look at our team, the way we're set up financially, our draft picks. I think this puts us ahead of the curve having a coach like Frank Wright who has done work you know, he was with the Eagles when they went from, you know, whatever they were before that Super Bowl season to that Super Bowl season. He saw their upward trajectory. He was a part of it. Uh, and I think that definitely helps us in the long run. Tony, to answer your question, the only other guy that I think had a better chance was Shane Stitchin. But then Benjamin Albright, he came out and reported that Stitchin didn't have a good interview. That I mean, I don't know what happened, obviously, but Apparently, Stitchin did not impress in his interview, and I don't know if that's because he didn't want to be in Carolina. I don't know if that didn't have the the coaches that he would be able to fall back upon. Like Maybe Frank he didn't Wright want to draft did. a quarterback. Sheena Quick said the same thing, I think. So but. Maybe he didn't want to draft a quarterback. Hmm. I mean, there's a lot of... Nick Sirianni had a had a bad interview his first go around with the Eagles. They brought him back for a second interview anyway, and then he blew him out of the water. That interview, if right? You look it up. Well, I think I, you know. And, I think it's fair to say there's a couple of uh, dominoes that fell with this. Um, I think Frank Wright came in with a plan, um, and I think that plan had a lot to do with who he wanted at quarterback, and maybe he and. Uh, and Shane Stitchin didn't have the same person in mind of who they thought was going to be the guy moving forward, whether it's somebody you draft or it's somebody you don't. Uh, and so, I, listen, I, I think it's more indicative of what decision we make at quarterback, and we're going to find out uh, what's what Frank Reich's decision, obviously in April. But uh, at this point in time, I, I think that's the biggest difference, in my own opinion. Do we know if he was ever a uh, like a line cook? <laughs> yeah, because uh, that would endear him to Tepper, you know. Exactly. Um, if if, hey, if uh, he has a lot of kids, right. he evidently was at one point. But uh, real quick, <laughs> I want to throw this in there. Talk about CK. I just read on Twitter one of the beat reporters reported that um, 
that uh, Frank actually, Frank and the Panthers, had a conversation of the quarterback situations with Indy. And that also resembles the Panthers quarterback situation. They both talked to each other mm-hmm. about it. And he brought in a really good plan of how we can move on from that point. And uh, we're here. So maybe he does have yeah. a great plan. So No, I mean, he probably – and that apparently that's what endeared Frank Wright to David Tepper and them is that he had a plan laid out for the types of coaches that he wanted. So – I mean, I think that's. I think there's one other thing. I think there's one other thing, and I wonder if did you see that video of the Steichen guy who how intense he is in the meeting? Somebody, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Do you think maybe he got a rule flashback? Well, or I don't know if rule is that intense. I wonder if because Frank Wright and Caldwell, these guys seem like really low key personalities. I wonder if Tepper does it like wants to be the biggest personality in the room. I don't know if he wants us like maybe was Sean Payton too big of a presence for him in a way is that, does he like these guys that are a little bit more low key that aren't as combative maybe. And uh, that help his own ego. Well, I I said that from the get go. I said that from the get go. I felt like that, Tepper and Sean Payton could butt heads. Like, I, I don't know that their personalities mesh very well. Um, but uh, you go ahead and say what you're going to say there. I was, was going to say, I think the biggest thing with Sean Payton was the draft picks. I think he would 100% sign Sean Payton if it went for all those draft picks he has to mm-hmm. give up. Well, I, th- I think it was also also reportedly about power. Uh, he, Sean Payton wanted all the power. There wasn't going to be nobody except for David Tepper have more power than he had. That's yeah. what turned off a lot of teams, not just us, but nobody else is really talking to him anyway. That it's, yeah. you know, he's, he's pretty much going to go back to TV because nobody wants to give him the power or the picks. So, and by the way, I said we'll this see, on we'll Tuesday. Yeah, I think that he has a better job opportunities waiting for him next year than he yeah. even would this year. Um, hey, yeah, two so- things real quick. Uh, uh, Desmond Johnson uh, from Tobacco Sports Radio and Believe in Panthers. What's up? He's in the chat. We appreciate you, brother. Uh, if you want to jump in, the link is in the stream yard or the link to the stream yard is, uh, is in the chat uh, if you'd like to tap in. And that goes to anybody. We're letting fans on right now. We've got positions that we can add on stream if anybody would like to join the conversation. And then um, God of Blackness with a $10 donation. He says, if offered, Wilkes to jump on the DC job or all that protect the bank talk was all, I think he meant his job, put hand job, but he put my opinion. Uh, we appreciate you, God of Blackness. I think that's a great idea. Uh, and let, let, me, let me pose that question. If you're Steve Wilkes, and the Panthers go to you and they say, hey, we would like you to be the defensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. You know, there was some talk before that if Steve Wilkes was named the head coach, that maybe Frank Reich would come be the offensive coordinator. That was kind of always far-fetched, I think. But I think we but were it would all, be less awkward. Oh, for it sure. would be less awkward. You sure. know, Steve Smith being be- our defensive coordinator – even if he's that nice and gracious, maybe right to be the right the word is that it's just be awkward for everybody. Yeah. I think you got to more worry about him like being the defensive coordinator of like the Falcons. Yeah, I think that thing, we're hearing you, that report. You hire him to, 
wouldn't you hire him to pull Atlanta? If I'm if I'm Steve Wilkes, I would go to Atlanta in spite of the Panthers at this point. Yeah, because I, you I you came in here. <laughs> You came in here with the history you have with the team. You had your team fighting for you. You had uh, a better record than Matt Rule in shorter amount of games. Again, I know it's comparing a ten to a five, right? Um, but uh, as far as the 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 fact that Steve Wilkes was not offered that position, and the attorney representing them in that lawsuit came out with the statement he did. There is no way in hell they're about to put him as a defensive, or he's going to even want to be a defensive coordinator for the Carolina yeah. Panthers. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And uh, Desmond in the chat says, if you, were applying for a store, yeah, if you were applying for a store manager, got to the final interview, and they tell you they were going to give it to someone else, would you be the assistant manager? Would you take it? Well, point, I yeah, you're probably not even going to And even worse that. than that. Even well, worse I mean, than that. How much you what, making though? <laughs> what if you were the assistant manager who the old manager just quit and, and they temporarily over. you filled in for them as yeah. manager and the business made money and things ran well. And then they said <laughs> we gotta do the formal interview process and they gave it to somebody else. Would you like to be assistant manager again? <laughs> yeah, I would yeah, hell no. Uh, exactly. uh answer somebody's uh, question in the chat about a defensive coordinator. Frank Wright's going to meet with the media next Monday, and he's going to he's going to uh, talk about his staff thought, this week. I thought it was he signs the contract on Monday, and no, then I saw it Tuesday is going to be the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I saw it. Like it's slow. Okay, as, as, I'm sorry. It says next week. Next week. That's just what. Says either way, week. we're not yeah, going to hear from him until next week. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, uh, so. hey, let me uh, let me welcome Daniel to the show to the to the C three podcast. Hey guys, how's it going? How are y'all? Doing good, man. How are you? What do you think about Frank Reich being the new coach of the Carolina Panthers? <laughs> Listen, man, my man, I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it, Tony. By the way, you owe me a shirt that you never sent me. But uh, you know, I need to send it. I've been thinking about these the whole time. I, I'm just, I'm just messing with you, man. Just giving you a hard time. I'm a jokester, man. That's that's how I am at heart. But uh, no, but you're good. No, Get that shirt, man. <laughs> no, man. I, listen, guys. You know, uh, Steve Wilkes. You know, great guy. You know, you know. I'm not taking away from him that he may be a great coach and all, but. In, in our Panthers history, man, we just need we need something refreshing. We need something new, you know. And uh, the fact that he's a you know offensive minded head coach, I think that that it brings a different aspect that we need, you know. And I know I know there's a lot of people that are going to be angry about this. You know, a lot of people are going to be bringing out the race card and on. By the way, I can do that because I'm Latino, so you know, don't don't come at me. But I'm just saying, you know, uh, as a minority, we just we got to stop doing that. You know, we just we have to accept that the best guy is uh, the fit, the best fit. You know, we we can't we can't just rely on our emotions. We can't just pick someone just because, oh, we like the guy. It, it has to be the best fit. It has to be what the team thinks is best because at the end of the day, what, what are we here for? Win, win Super Bowl, right? So that's that's just my take on it. I love it. I think it's refreshing. You know, I think it's a whole new uh, 
it brings a whole new aspect to our team that I don't think we've ever seen before. So, I mean, besides that, I mean, you know, what else can be said is just let's see who they get as a yeah. defensive coordinator and, you know, keep pounding as always. And it's, man, uh, that, that this really is the first time, and I'll let you go after this, Pickle, this is the first time in our history that, that we've had an offensive-minded head coach. Like, since 1995? Yeah, yeah I agree. That's absurd, yep. man. Uh, go, go ahead, Pickle, and then I'm going to introduce you. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree that little bit there. I've, like I said, I've been a fan for a very, very long time, and I forget yeah. a lot, but you know, this is this is the new new territory. Our previous owner would never hire an offensive minded guy. Never would. Uh, but uh, real quick, um, you know, uh, Ed Water on uh, Twitter has said that uh, Mike McCarthy uh, declined several opportunities to commit to OC Kellen Moore for the Cowboys. Um, and wouldn't say he would be returned if he's not hired elsewhere. McCarthy also said that he'll Kellen Moore will be evaluated just like the rest of the coaches. Now, I know we're not talking about the Cowboys, but since Kellen Moore did such a good job at, in the interview to impress Tepper, would you think that maybe Tepper may try to convince Reich to hire Kellen Moore as an offensive coordinator here? I'm not saying I would like mm. that, but it's a possibility. Yeah. You know, it, it, it just depends on how deep uh, uh, Frank Rex connects are. I mean, if he's in, if he knows Kellen has a relationship with him, maybe so. I mean, yeah. anything is possible. We're going to be guessing about this coaches for a while to come. But hey, real quick, yeah. I wanted to welcome my guy Desmond Johnson from Believe in Panthers podcast. He does a podcast oh, with welcome, Jonathan bro. Stewart and, and Skylar Shulahan. Uh, we did the other day with me and Monty on his show. Yep. I appreciate him for having me. Desmond, what's up, man? Hey, man, I figured it was easier just to pop in real quick than to keep yeah. pounding away like Kermit the Frog in the, yeah. in the chat. Yeah, right. man, tell us, your, listen, tell us your thoughts I, I on Frank I show all the time. <laughs> oh, appreciate you, man. Appreciate that. I figure uh, one big happy family. Well, I don't know if everybody's happy, yep. but one big happy <laughs> here. Uh, I know on our show we were pushing hard for Steve Wilkes uh, for – since October, I think. <laughs> so like yeah. we were, we were firmly in the camp of Steve Wilkes. Um, it's funny. Cause in the very beginning of the year, I wanted Jim Harbaugh, like before Matt rule got fired, like Jim Harbaugh was my number one guy. I wanted them to bring in. And then when Steve Wilkes took over and the team, I think it was the way we saw the team react to Wilkes. They just start playing harder. And yeah. we got so used to the past two years of seeing the team not really laid down. They just didn't play as hard for Matt rule where, they're constantly losing by seven, by six. They were never getting blown out, but just always losing the same way. And they figured it out under Wilkes. So I think a lot of us just didn't want to go back to the unknown and wanted to stay with Well, what's, uh, what's interesting about that is we had Jonathan Stewart on the show the week that Wilkes was named interim head coach, or maybe the week after. And he actually, everything he said about Steve Wilkes came to fruition throughout the entire season. He's going to make these guys run through brick walls for him. He's going to, he's going to have them playing every single down and, and, and he's going to have them competing. And, and, you know, Stu was just very high on what Steve Wilkes was going to be able to do for the team. And it really worked. It just, I, in my opinion, and I think many, uh, the opinion of many Panthers fans is it was one game short of him being the head coach. One game was the difference. My, uh, my pushback with that was, and shouldn't that be the basic for every head coach in the NFL? For your players to run through brick walls for you? Like, 
Sure. Yeah. Shouldn't it be on? Some, I'd like to hear some something can more and some those. can't. You know, like some some can some have that naturally, and some are Matt Roll. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. like some yeah. some <laughs> right. dudes out of some of them, and some people just try to. Act <laughs> I will say Frank Wright though. We had when as this was going on, uh, Wilkes was our number one, but Wright quickly became our number two because some of the stuff we wanted with Wilkes, Wright checked off those boxes too. You know, he he right. he's he's ingrained in the Panthers fabric, not as much as Wilkes, but he he has that in him. Yeah, he lives in Charlotte. He knows the fabric of the team. He's been successful. He's he's got a longer resume than Wilkes does. So like, if it was somebody else, like if they'd hired Kellen Moore instead of Steve Wilkes. We'd probably have pitchforks and marching down uptown. Great. Well, I heard he was the second Great. option. Yeah, I know, which is nuts. Uh, <laughs> now, who, who was asking before about the would Kellen Moore come over and be OC here? Jerry Jones didn't yeah. let that kid out of out of Dallas. Like, yeah, I don't see that money. happening. There's no way he'll take a lateral move like that to come to Charlotte. So I don't see that happening. Yeah, yeah. Desmond, let me ask you while I'm while we have sure. you, if you're, but if if you're Steve Wilkes. Um, where do you think it goes from here? We we've heard that he's um, apparently uh, the the Falcons is a team that, that's looking to talk to Steve Wilkes. You know, I, I saw you mentioned in the chat. You know, it, you're, if you were into running for the head coach, you're probably not just going to settle for a defensive coordinator. But what do you think Steve does from here on? Well, a lot of it will have to do because there's still what four openings for head coaches uh, around the league, and there's numerous yeah. coordinator positions open. So, at first, we thought it was weird that he wasn't getting any calls about the DC position, but I think the league kind of knew that the Panthers are going to act on this timetable that they'd have something before Super Bowl. So, Wilkes is going to have an opportunity to be a defensive coordinator somewhere if he wants it. My fear is that he's going to end up in Atlanta because they already interviewed uh, Al Holcomb last week. Yeah. And, uh, I think that was Wilkes' back pocket plan too, in case he didn't get it. And it well, should be. Say, it should be that, too. I was going to say, uh, did he already know he wasn't getting a job when he interviewed with Atlanta? Uh, I don't. Well, Wilkes hasn't interviewed with him yet, but uh, he. Oh, might I have, thought he already did. No, no, no that was Holcomb. Uh, they were Holcomb. Did. Yeah, the oh, Falcons right. keeping an eye on what happened with Wilkes with us before they extended the invite. I'm sure he'll probably have one by tomorrow or Monday, though. Um, I could see him in Atlanta. Um. I don't know. He he didn't. The problem was we never saw him show interest towards any other team. So we don't. We kind of looked at it like, well, does he just want Carolina and that's it, or he's waiting to see what yeah. kind of develops from after well, that? I think he oh, had no. to do a little bit. Or he has to when you're shooting for the head coach job first. You can't say that you want to that you're open to being a coordinator because then yeah, you're sort <laughs> of implying that you're not head coach material. I think Jim. Yeah, Jim Caldwell, you know, he said, it's like, I just, you know, call me about the head coaching stuff. Now, Jim Caldwell's lo later in his career and has had two head coaching positions. So it might not be the same as Steve Wilkes. He went to but a I Super think Bowl, you, too. Yeah, but but I think uh, Wilkes, though, what he has to say this is, man, this is our only shot of getting a real head coaching job right here. So I'm all in on this. And now with this news, I do think you have to take a D.C. position better to stay in football than it is to try to be on the outside getting back into it so i don't know if he's a comparison necessarily to i mean would would frank Reich? how about this if frank Reich was not hired for this position and somehow didn't you know just wasn't offered any positions elsewhere at this same time wouldn't you expect him to take an offensive coordinator position or you're off 
maybe a year See, off. Oh, whole year off. Yeah. Uh, what is this, Desmond? What do you think this does to the coaching fallout? Right. I mean, this is. I don't know if this is a strange hiring cycle or not. It feels slower than some of the past ones. And, you know, is that like, it feels like uh, people are like, oh, we're hiring this dude. We've already kind of worked it out secretly. I mean, that day one, somebody's getting hired and it's a race for to hire people before someone else gets them. It seems like teams took their, or being a little bit more methodical this year. But what if Frank Reich is the first domino? What does this do for the other coaching searches out there? I, you know, I'm not sure because I honestly thought Sean Payton was going to be the first domino. Me with too. These. And, and it sounds like he's yeah. not going to get a job at all. Excuse me. The Dallas Cowboy defensive coordinator was up for several jobs, expected to get a couple. Dan he Quinn. pulled his name out of that. Yeah, he pulled his name out of the hat today, said he's staying in Dallas. I bet that's probably he might have been assured that, you know, hey, if this don't work yeah, out with Mike McCarthy next year, then I'm turning yeah, this over exactly. to you, Dan Quinn. Uh, exactly. I can so. see him doing an intern if Jerry cuts bait midway through. I, you know, also Which would too, open the door for Sean Payton next year since he's no longer under contract after this coming season. Actually, no, wait. I think he has two years. I think he's through oh, 2024. Oh. Yeah, so oh. it was just too much to give up for Sean Payton. Yeah. Basically, he's Mike yeah. McCarthy, really, when you really yeah. look at it. His resume is almost yeah. identical to Mike McCarthy, yep. so why am I giving up two first-round yep. picks for Mike McCarthy? Don't, um, don't tell Cody I, I that. Just see the, I just, <laughs> oh, just want to see up. the fireworks. I want to see the fireworks between Sean Payton and Jerry Jones. To, oh, gosh. I just I want to I want to see that in action. <laughs> but the, hey, uh, uh, the remaining positions though are Houston, Denver, Arizona, Indianapolis. I know off the top of my head there might even be one more I'm missing. Um, but Indianapolis, Denver, Arizona, Houston. Am I missing anybody? No, I think that was it. Was five counting us? So I think that's it. Unless yeah. somebody else got let go. Yeah. <laughs> while we were so looking. I wonder now how this shuffles you know, the leading candidates out there. And I wonder if a team actually will call Wilkes up now for a head coaching position. That'd be interesting too. Well, we were talking about this. I'm going to say this and I'm going to get out of here. Uh, we were talking about this just earlier on the Believe in Panthers podcast where it almost would have been better for Wilkes if he hadn't been the interim coach and got promoted to defensive coordinator and Ben McAdoo became the interim. And then he got the interview for the head coaching position because it's almost like, the interim position, you I can't even think of a guy that's gotten that job out of the interim position, like really, and had success at it. And I think that might have scared Tepper off, even though they had the success at the end of the year, even though he started three quarterbacks and all the injuries and everything else that got thrown their way. It was almost like he got put in a hole from the very beginning. And Tepper said it. He was like, he'd have to do an extraordinary job. That's not six and six. Like that's something else where you can't deny it. And he got close, yeah. he got real close to it. Again, uh, whoever said it, if they beat Brady and the Bucks and won the NFC South and maybe a playoff game, then it's really hard to deny what happened. But the fact that they just kind of they finished better than they expected to was enough to probably put some shine on Wilkes. But I think Tepper's, Tepper wanted something different when he fired Rule, like back in you know September or whatever. So I, I don't think he ever fully thought he was going to hire Steve Wilkes unless they just like ran the table or something nuts. But um, the more I sit here and think about it, this ain't a bad hire, y'all. Th this actually opens up a lot of doors that we didn't have open before. Yeah, you know, we can do a lot of different. We don't have to trade up. You know, I'm happy going to get Derek Carr and let Frank Wright, yeah, be over top of him and go get a yeah. linebacker or a defensive end to pair with Brian Burns. Yeah. I want an elite defense, like right. seeing right. San Francisco. 
tells me it doesn't really matter who your quarterback is if you got everything else. And we're, I, we're this close to having everything else. I, I still yeah. wouldn't be happy with the quarterback or something in the second round. There's a few guys I like that that will be there. Hendon mm-hmm. Hooker. So Tennessee. Yeah, that's my that's guy. Who I've been wanting. That's Hendon my Hooker. guy, dude. <laughs> oh, you said uh, Pickles uh, a Tennessee uh, fan. You said his name. Yeah, I covered him in high school uh, uh, yeah. here, Dudley, so. uh, up here where I am. Uh, and yeah. he took him to a state championship. He's a winner. He's he's 25, but he's a yeah. winner. Uh, you give exactly. him a year to recoup, yeah. exactly. you'll get exactly. it back. And quarterback hey, uh, is a lot longer pre- than they used to. So, um, yeah. uh, real quick question: Do you think yeah. that you think that Frank Wright will bring his senior defensive assistant from the Colts here? Who is that again? John Fox. They're talking about Vic Fangio. They're talking about Vic Fangio. I didn't realize Vic Fangio was the first defensive coordinator in Panthers history under Don Capers. This is about bringing him back. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot all about that. That that Gus Bradley they were talking about, he's he's still under contract with the Colts. So the Colts could like, no, we don't send him if they wanted to, but Pickles, that was Let's good. Go. I applaud you on that one. I, I, I like that one. Uh, Desmond, we appreciate appreciate you for joining us, man. Why don't you tell everybody uh, where they can find your stuff? Yeah, uh, Believe in Carolina Panthers, part of the Believe Podcast Network. We're on Sirius XM. All 32 teams have a, uh, a podcast with a, a host and a former player. Um, ours is all-time leading rusher in Panthers history, Jonathan Stewart, Skylar Callahan from Sports Illustrated, the Panthers beat writer, and myself. Uh, you can find it on any major platform uh, for podcasts, or if you want to see the video, it's at youtube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. And we're usually on Mondays live uh, around lunchtime. So if any of you guys ever want to pop in, feel free. We do open mailbag every uh, episode. And uh, just appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah, it does. appreciate you, man. Yep. And we do a show on Friday. You're welcome to pop in. I'm I'm very well do so. (laughs) Every Friday at 7. All right, guys. Keep pounding. Appreciate you, brother. Great stuff. Uh, Check out Believe in Carolina Panthers. And also, go and help us uh, fan bully Steve Berline uh, into coming on the C3 Panthers podcast on Twitter. We're continuing uh, to court him. Please look at us. Talk to us about the the quarterback. uh, uh, A couple weeks ago, Berline put... He would be willing to be the offensive coordinator if Frank was the... And then he said quarterback coach, too. Yeah, quarterback yeah. coach. Yeah, quarterback. I would love that. Hey, uh, and we still got some some room. Uh, this is your show. If you want to come in and talk about Frank Wright and uh, tell us what you think about him, hit that uh, that link in the description. I have it pinned to the uh, top of the chat room. Uh, Good. Uh, I wanted to say this is according to Steve Reed. Uh, it's a four-year deal for Frank Reich, according to AP sources. Uh, that so Frank Reich, we don't know the details just yet, but uh, four-year potential high, you know, deal with Frank Reich as their new head coach. Um, guys, what does this do? Let's continue. I just uh, any thoughts on what this does to the coaching search for the rest of the league? Is that now we're going to be – you've talked a lot about the advantage of of having Greg be able to really have plans and connections and conversations in place about his staff. So you got to see – think he's got a head start and advantage on some of these coaches. <laughs> these other teams, I wonder what, who are the leading candidates for Arizona, for Denver now, for Houston, and uh, the other one was Indy. You know, I think it's sad, <laughs> you know, but I think 
I think it's sad, but I think the leading candidate for Houston is Steve Wilkes. So they can fire uh, him after one year. Man, they can't do that again. They just did that to Lovey. I mean, uh, I think who else? They, 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 all the Texans fans want D'Amico Ryan. Yeah, D'Amico Ryan. Say. Yeah, he yeah, was I a think, former. Well, he was a former Texan yeah. player. He was the linebacker yeah. for them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, I know that. I, I, I think I think D'Amico Ryan's is also the number one guy for Broncos. I think it's whoever grabs him first. But it wouldn't surprise me for the Broncos to fall back and hire their defensive coordinator, who's had several interviews as their head coach. Because I don't know that they're going to get a lot of other people. You, you know what I'm saying? Because he, he, he's been interviewed for several head coaches. I can't pronounce his name. The Broncos defensive coordinator, I really can't pronounce his name. But I'm not even going to try why don't the Colts go after Jim Caldwell? They went to the Super Bowl with him. Yeah, I they're gonna. I believe. I believe one thousand percent they're gonna hire Jeff Saturday. I and I think <laughs> I think it's gonna be a. I think they'll have the number. Well, they'll they'll get what Ursay wants. They'll have the number one pick next year. Yep. So pickle. Literally, as you're saying that, I'm scrolling oh. down Twitter, oh, and really? from the Colts wire, in a plea to Jim Ursay. Colts fans started a petition against Jeff Saturday as the next head coach. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious to me. Yeah, Um, I I I don't mean this any way mean toward the guy. I I, you know what I I really think that the NFL should have Verse examined by a psychiatrist. I really do. (laughs) Dude, that dude loves them. Apparently, that dude loves. He likes the party. Yeah, that's what I heard too, man. Well, maybe he needs to party a little bit more. He likes my nose spray. Yeah, he needs your nasal solution. <laughs> Maybe that'll help him hey, but, out. Uh, hey, but uh, real quick, uh, let me welcome DC Bennett to the show. DC, if you're still there, what's up, man? Let's get your opinion on uh, Frank Wright. What's up? What's up? Can y'all hear me? Yes, yeah, sir. I can hear you. What's up? Oh, man? Okay. What's up? This call, this yeah, this call D. Call D. That's, that's what's my up? other man. <laughs> Cody, I see you took that shirt off. Oh, man, don't start talking trash about my polo shirt. Oh, Scott Come on, man, I'm looking fire in my polo shirts. What you mean? You see, you making more sense today with that shirt off. You, your knowledge is back. That's, that's a good thing. Oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, I, I don't mind the hire. It's, it's pretty good. It was a pretty good, decent hire by Tepper. He finally did something right for a change. Um, we got the OC we needed, offensive minded, and he's a quarterback guru. Uh, even though I've heard a lot of people say in Philadelphia that uh, he wasn't calling the play with Bill Peterson, which that's not true. Um, if you go back to the Super Bowl, he was the one that they called primarily most of the plays in the Super Bowl, even those little trick plays that they did. That was Frank. That was Frank. So I don't know where they get this from. Um, and as far as Wilkes go, um, I mean, I like Wilkes, but to me, he reminded me too much of Ron. He's he is from that Ron tree, but. How far could we really have gone with Steve Wilkes? I mean, really, let's think about it. Let's see, we went, and a lot of people say, well, he got the hand that was dealt to him this year. Well, our roster was not a, was not a sucky roster. We had a good roster. So I ain't going to say he, 
he picked up a bunch of bombs. We had a good defense. The offense, well, that was mostly because of the offensive coordinator. But, yeah, he had a decent team in Carolina, so he did what he supposed to have did, except win the big game when it counted most. But I'm glad that Frank Reich is the head coach. What about you guys? I'm not. I'm good with it. Quite a bit good with it. Um, yeah, I, man. You know, I, I, you know, you know, you know, life's all about changes, and you gotta adapt. So, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm happy we'll with see. it. I think that it was the best that we could have done. You yeah. know, uh, we wanted someone with an offensive mind. We've never had one in our history, and uh, you know, I think this is a good opportunity for us to see what we can do with with Frank Reich, who does have that tenure. Who does have the, you know, like you said, you won a Super Bowl, called plays in the Super Bowl. Like I, I think this is the best hire, reasonably that we could have made. Um, and hey, listen, man, we're about to welcome this next guest to the show, and ask yourselves, because he always brings the energy, and I cannot wait to hear what this man has to say. Bye, pickle. G, G baby, what it is? What's good with you, boys? Hey, G. What up? What's up, man? What up, G? <coughs> What's good with you, boys? Hey, man, tell me what you think, bro. Frank Wright, new head coach of the Carolina Panthers, man. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, G. You don't know. What's wrong? You sick? I feel- I know, right? G baby usually always got something to say. He mute today. Bro, <laughs> Bro I don't know. He's just evolving into a into a more. Uh, yeah, he's just evolving. That's what it is, man. Get the man a hand. He's nah. just evolving. <laughs> what do you not know about? What do you do? What do you? Um, what is it? Is it hesitancy? Is it hesitancy or is it hesitancy to get excited? I feel like no, I don't know, man. We'll know a lot more when they hire their coordinators, I think, honestly. I don't know. Gee, what are you indifferent about? Like why 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 are you kinda mad about this? Like you don't trust him? This this just this I don't know, man. This shit I don't know. Man. I've never this, this is a G baby imposter. It gotta be an imposter. I ain't never seen G baby this. No. This quiet and light this is, and uh, unsure. This, AI, this is AI generated G baby. <laughs> I just, bro, I'm just, I don't know, man. Uh, we might as well have just signed Wilkes, dog. That's how I generally feel. I, I feel That's like, awful. man, I feel okay. like, uh, I feel like uh, he, this dude's not going to make it two years, bro. All right. I just, I, I, I just, I'm not. Lateral I'm move, just, then. This this shit does not move me, bro. This uh, I don't get excited over this shit. I mean, I was very very upset when we hired Matt Rule. I'm upset, but I'm not as upset just because I don't know, man. I just what what does this do for us? This I is Xanax, me baby. <laughs> I mean, but let me ask you this though. With with uh, Steve Wilkes, Wilkes, then we're still talking about the offensive defensive thing. 
Like, don't you think that it's better that we have somebody that can maybe update our offense in a meaningful way? Uh, gee, I know you're a CJ Stroud fan. Apparently, Frank Reich really likes CJ Stroud. There, there's documentation of that. Uh, I mean, that's just the rumors. That's what I'm hearing, man. So, you know, may, maybe he might end up trying to get aggressive and, uh, you know, trade up. I'm, I'm not saying I know that for sure, but maybe that increases the likelihood that you're going to get that quarterback that you want. All right. I, I, Let's talk about Y'all were convincing me. Y'all kind of convinced me of this dude from fucking Philly. I was cool with the dude from Philly. But, bruh, this Frank Wright shit, bruh, this dude is boring to me. I just don't understand what this man has, has done. Even with the Colts. I mean, I remember the Colts when they had Andrew Luck. I just, they didn't, they never had great defenses. I just, I don't even think they had great offense. I mean, you take Andrew Luck out of his office. I, bro, I, I, I don't, he was I don't, only there for one year, though, with Andrew Luck. So, hey, man, let me, let, me, let, me welcome this, let me welcome this man to the show. He is a legend of the cat calls. You know him. <laughs> you love him. It's G. Cavassier. G, what's up, bro? Hey, how's everybody doing, y'all? Doing welcome. good, man. Doing good. How do you feel about Frank Wright, man? Uh, at this damn point, y'all, I'm just glad this shit is over. Is that G Baby right there? That. Yeah, that that's is. G Baby. G Baby, what's good, man? I fucks with you, man. What's up, dog? <laughs> hey, what, what's good with you, G Cavassier? Hey, uh, going on what uh, uh G Baby said is like with Frank. Yeah, I agree with him, man. It's like his offense is kind of, I, I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what he's gonna bring to the Panthers, hopefully. We got the damn players to make this shit work. I'm just glad Sean Payton ain't here, y'all. Like, for real. I Amen to that. And I was the first one. I called him. So I was the first one to say he was too expensive, y'all. Too expensive. Yeah. Exactly. Do you I have a question for Chief Baby. Right, go ahead. Go ahead, Coach. No, you go no, ahead, Coach. Yeah, I, I, I mean – G, since you're here, man, let me ask you, G. Cavassier, do you think that Steve Wilkes would have been a better candidate than Frank Wright, or do you think that we made the right move going with Frank? The only thing is, it's like this, y'all. I wanted Steve because Steve, when he was coaching, it seemed like we were back to passing football, like, like yep. for real, like back to like running the ball more. And the defense was fighting for this dude. You know what I'm saying? It was like how it was when John Fox was here back in the day, just like when Ron Rivera was here. When Ron Rivera left and, you know, Matt Rule was here, we were damn off, man. But I would say Frank is a better hire because his resume is longer, you know. But everybody can admit, and let's be honest, that damn Atlanta game, if he would have won that shit and we would have beat Tampa, we wouldn't be having this damn conversation, y'all. My opinion. Yeah. Yeah, serious. No, I think so too. It was all on that Tampa Bay game. If we beat Tampa Bay and we made it into the playoffs, I don't know how you deny Steve Wilkes at that point. But it just didn't happen that way. Yeah, the one thing. Can I can I say something else though, bro? You know, man. Go ahead, what's up, This team like really disgusts me, bro. 
<laughs> Here he is. Yes. And and, and you know what? It pisses me off, bro. And and I I mean this from the bottom of my fucking heart, bro. We will not be shit until David fucking Tepper sells this fucking team, bro. I feel like David Tepper is a fucking cancer. I feel like I I I I feel like I feel like I feel like he's an STD, bro. And I feel like. Why are you bringing your wife into discussion? Like I just, bro. Yep. This shit, bro. There's no excuse for that shit. There's no excuse for that shit. The same thing with Matt Rule. Call on your fucking wife to draft Chuba Hubbard, dog. It's the same fucking shit. Yeah, you're right. Like, what the fuck is your bitch even doing in the room, bro? And I feel like, I feel like Jim, Jim Harborough, no, bro, no, bro, Jim Harborough and fucking Sean Payne, I feel like we had a chance. But I feel like they said, fuck you to us because of fucking, well, why is your wife in the room, bro? Yep. Oh, did you mean Harbaugh didn't want to come here because the wife is in the room? Yeah, bro. Why is she, bro? Oh, I don't think shit. David Tepper no, knows no, a no, damn no, thing no, about no, football, no, bro. No, 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 no. No, let's understand about Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh called the Panthers three times, wanted to get the job, wanted a interview. Finally, the third time, David Tepper said, "Dude, I'm not interested in you. Have fun where, where have have happiness in your life. You're not coming to work for me." And they hung up the phone. Now, let's remember something. We had an owner, Jerry Richardson, who loved the power run game and the strong defense. Yep. He never hired an offensive coach. We oh. now have it off we now have a owner that wants offensive coaching. He wants a better offensive coaching. He loves offensive coaching. That's what we got to deal with. All right? Uh, unlikely that he'll ever sell it because he spent too much money on it now anyway. But as far as Nicole Tepper, Nicole Tepper actually works for the team. Her job title is a chief administrative officer of Tepper Sports and Entertainment. She actually gets a check from the company for a job. <laughs> now, now, now. This this also helps the NFL. And their we gotta be so careful here, guys. Like this now, is about to get. Let's let's be understanding. Right now, a lot of women are looking right now, saying, "What, gee, you don't like to hire women? You think women are only good to stay at the home, cook, clean, and have babies? Is that what you're saying?" Look, I know it ain't. This is what Friday is, folks. It, it really is. It you really just is. watched it happen before your eyes, folks. This is every Friday. It's first but, of all. Panther Pickle's been on this show for the last hour and a half, and he has not been raised his voice even in the slightest, and now he's, like, screaming into the mic. Uh, (laughs) uh, We do got to be careful. Uh, I'm playing Red Dead Redemption, too, so... Maybe maybe something would be... Maybe we could say that Tepper's wife uh, helped him make uh, a better decision than he would have alone to be honest when it comes to frank reich you could say that um at the end of the day too all right let's just see uh what else i want to say Hi, oh, you, you also know i want to say this i want to say this uh i i feel like maybe they were gonna hire frank reich for a while because you know his daughter is a part of the organization now they they hired yeah, she worked. like a week or two ago <laughs> 
uh, I don't know what exactly her job is, but uh, so I mean to kind of go back and she gets a the bit. check. She can't do. I think they 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 want they they want to have women. They want to have women. They want to have women as a part of this organization. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. And I think that Nicole and Tepper, why did our last owner uh, leave? Probably, uh, I'm even willing to say that Nicole Tepper was probably one of the deciding factors in Frank Reich, yeah, because you know you're you're pitching a family environment that you're going to have a team that your family is going to want to be a part of, that they welcome absolutely everybody. So I just think Tepper's you know, a cut. If your daddy made $7 million a year, would you work? Hell no. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> No. Yeah, but probably. I wouldn't either, but his kids go to the job. job. I, hey, I man, uh, let me. Hey, listen, I'm man. Bored, uh, I'm let, bored. Hey, let's let me welcome this man to the discussion. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Let me welcome this man to the, to the discussion. You know him and love him from the chat room. It's my dog, Wybid Jordan, with that Matt Corral. Yes. AV, what's up, bro? What's up, y'all? What's up? What's man? good? But how do you feel about Frank Wright, Jordan? I think I think it's like a, a a seven or six and a half. Okay. I'm I'm not like 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 G Baby said. I'm not really moved by it, but I can really get down with Frank Wright if he doesn't pick Will Levis or Henry Hooker. I will 100 get get behind. Agree. Agreed. But if he if Agreed. he flop, if he pick a bad quarterback, it's a wrap. We're gonna lose. As long as you don't pick up short and skinny. Hey, can I ask y'all a question real quick? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, G. I was I was thinking this shit because I saw this shit on Twitter before I came in the show. I pray he don't fucking bring Carson Wentz to the damn Panthers, man. He gonna drive? I don't I don't I don't he think better not. Uh, no, I, I one thing I like though about this about this hire, honest myself, is something that Tepper made a statement on when he fired him. And this evidence actually that the fact that he didn't get Sean Payton seems to back that up. He's yeah. not giving one guy complete power. Now he may say uh, Carson's available, and I can see Scott Fitter said, "No, you've been on that train twice and got your ass thrown off. We're not going on it this route." Carson, I, mean, I believe that's what. That's what Scott Fitter would say. David Tepper might would back up Scott Fitter on that. So, you know, there's other I, – I, I know that we're going to likely sign two quarterbacks this offseason, okay, simply because generally you go in the offseason workouts and you have – and the training camp, you have four. And we only have two on the roster now, okay? And one of them's on IR, by the way. But no, in not my IR. opinion – is 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 Matt Corral still not on IR? No, he's working out. I understand he's working out, but 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 you can work out and still be on IR. But yeah, he finishes. He's on the roster. So I believe we'll sign a free agent and yeah, we'll trade. Hell. I'm not Yo, Carl, I know you're not in here talking shit about Matt Corral. Did man. I see a Corral sucks. He does suck. He's injury prone. He was injury prone in college. He showed it last year that he's still injury prone. He sucks. Come on, guy. So you better have. He sucks with being injured. I'm not going to argue that. I'm not going to argue that. 
How are you going to say that he sucks when we haven't even really got to see him? He sucks. Play uh, Cody, NFL did you, football. Cody, did you even watch him in college? You're supposed to be a great evaluator. Did you really watch him? No, he was not. What game did you watch him? Bro, I guarantee you, I watched more Matt Corral, old Miss yeah, films sure. than you did. That guy has all okay. the talent. Matt Corral fit his defense, the offense his coach ran in college, just like Hendon Hooker fit the offense his That's coach true. ran in college. Now, you cannot ask a rookie quarterback to look like a pro unless he's been in a pro to look like a pro. Right. Jeff, you still not changing my mind. I don't care what you say. You still not changing my mind on Corral, so. Sorry. Everybody time out. Hold on. Let me, uh, let me, hey, let me welcome my man, Jay Stubbs. What's up, buddy? Jay Stubbs. Let's go. What up, bro? How y'all doing? Free for Cody, man, bro, your, 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 your goddamn mic, bro. Wait, Tony is Cody. Hey, Tony, how many times, bro, Tony? Yeah, get on, Tony. What are you talking about? Tony, Fuck, your mic, you're on, G, the mic, man. Tony, you know what I'm fucking for. You know what I'm talking about, dog. What? Cody Lack's mic be cutting in and out, man. I know. We've been working on it. We've been trying to work on it. We can't figure out what it is. To be honest. Tony, I don't know what you want to do at quarterback, Tony. What's that? What do you want us to do at quarterback? I, uh, I have one thing first before we say this is that uh, <laughs> I can't get out of this head that White Chocolate Espresso said that David Tepper is a cook. Oh, if yeah, there if 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 there is a line to apply to have sex with billionaire wives. Oh my god! Dude. I'm in that line, dude. <laughs> right? I mean, like, I mean, like, <laughs> uh, oh all right, god. just putting it out well, there now. Uh, <laughs> just putting it out there. Get in trouble, man. <laughs> line to like from Jordan's. Uh, no, I mean, I God, I could like uh, use some brakes, uh, the rear brakes on the truck, maybe or something, but um. A new house. Uh, what quarterback? Damn. What quarterback is this? Is I think that Frank Reich gives us um, some flexibility at quarterback one, and that is you could uh, say, "Look, this is you, you never gave me. He never really had one in the Indy. Once you know the luck thing debacle happens, right? And they never, you know, really tried to come up with a secondary plan. They were just doing what we did over the last few years, and that's going from veteran to veteran, but." He's shown that he's capable with veterans more so than like Matt Rule was or something like that. So it's not like it would be a downgrade for us if we got a Derek Carr or he came in and worked with Sam Darnold for a year and you tried to get him a quarterback. Now, what that quarterback solution is, is is it at nine? Is it at two? You know, do you have to trade up to get it? I think you could let it come to you more with Frank Reich. <laughs> Shut up. Like the draft pick. Let the draft <laughs> let the draft kind of fall your way instead of having to force it over, you know, is that you might feel comfortable enough with his quarterback evaluations. I think that he helps Ooh. us with the evaluation of the quarterback process too, as being a more experienced yeah. quarterback and playing quarterback. 
And, you know, you're hoping this is really you're hoping you get like a Mahomes at 13. You don't even really want to be that team that has to trade up to get the yeah. guy. I mean, I mean, it would be cool if you did and or it worked. Party. Yeah, mm-hmm. or do something insane like that or just let somebody fall to you and uh, where you don't have to over force your hands and put so much in. So I do think he gives us flexibility at quarterback. I'm. I don't know. I'm kind of into. The, I, I like Will Levis a little I bit personally. No, no, you don't, me. Tony. Oh my god! Don't fuck <laughs> yourself. <laughs> serious, Tony. Uh, no, I, don't even I, wish that, bro. Tony, I don't. don't. Wish it. I just say this: is I really? I have a. I think a lot of people. I mean, you. Uh, you guys have not. You guys specifically that have said, I should like them, but people have told us that traits. What you see, look, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, that's it, is like if you only base them on what they do in college, then there are no Josh Allens. Somebody talking but, like Darth Vader, bro. What, yeah, what, what y'all going to do? Is, this is, do? Come to draft when they draft Will Levis at nine. And we got well, Will Levis and Matt I wouldn't Crowell be in love with that. Will Levis at nine, I'm, I'm a Texas fan. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I think, but oh, what if I think AR? I think I think some of these guys could fall into the second round. You know, I want to defend guys. I'm all I'm all for drafting the best available player for our needs yeah, with yeah. the first pick and drafting a quarterback later. That's my personal opinion. Though. Unless we can get. And by the way, I'm not even. And, and yeah, how about this? I'm I'm more. I am more confident that Matt Corral beats Will Levis in a competition than I am almost any other quarterback in the draft. But that's a waste if there of is a legit, Yeah, if there's a legit competition between Matt Corral and Will Levis, Matt Corral's winning hey, that shit. Okay, dog. so if, if, if that's what you're saying then, Cody Luck, then that's a fucking mistake on our part for even yes. drafting fucking Will Levis at fucking nine, bro. I, I think that's his point. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think we will, but one one thing we need to remember, Will Levis um, is not going to play in the Senior Bowl. Yes, and he's he has told anybody that's, that's, that's why. Oh, yeah, see, what, 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 what the fuck are we Let's not get overdone into the Levis thing. I'm just saying, I'm not an expert. How about I defensive just think, end? I, no, I thought you was trolling. I didn't know if you were trolling or not, Tony. No, no, I just think this is no, like, that's where there's... I know. I think he might be better than people think when he get when we get down the road. I don't know if it's the right fit here or now or here or not. I, I think he fits with uh with uh Frank Wright does. I mean Andrew Luck. You had. Um, I hope he trade up and get C.J. Stroud. But but how, how the thing for, for me is I do agree with what you're saying. Like he does. Like Frank Wright gives us flexibility in the sense that he can probably work with any quarterback. But when it comes to like picking a quarterback, he's been asked. Um, he he. It's so weird to me because nobody's like alarmed by him trading a first and a third for Carson Wentz for a year. I mean, that could have been Earth. No, he's worried about Carson Wentz, y'all. Yeah, the price point is uh, is not right. He did throw 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions and was gone the next year. I know. We're getting brisket. Scott We're gonna Perry's bring already in screwed himself over spending bad, pick, bad, good draft picks on bad players, yes. on bad quarterbacks. I don't think Scott Fritter's gonna let that happen. But you, again. you put Scott, Scott, to, Scott, and Dan Morgan, Baker and Sam with mm-hmm. Frank Wright, which is which was Matt Bro. Ryan and Carson Wentz. You probably gonna get Will Levis or Hendon Hooker. 
What's and what now, has Scott Fitterer done for this fucking team, bro? Before I draft a quarterback, unless it's CJ Stroud is sitting there, before I draft a quarterback at nine, I'm going to pick somebody else and draft a quarterback. Uh, draft Stetson Bennett in the second round. I got well, 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 Bryce Young at nine. Y'all later. Appreciate you, G. Hey, I got quick questions for y'all. I don't. I mean, I yeah, called yeah, in. I called in earlier, and I don't know if you guys got my damn call. But if y'all didn't, I'm gonna I'm repeat it. Now, what the yeah. hell the Panthers gonna do? Come to pick is Bryce Young is taken, Will Levis is taken, C.J. Stroud is taken, Anthony Richards is taken. All them quarterbacks. Defensive end, baby. Yeah. Okay. Uh, with that, tight end, wide receiver, we got lots of. Other. No, fuck that. Hey, you know what I'll do with that, G. Kavassier? I'm, I'm, I'm a draft. Uh, Bijan Robinson, the running back out of fucking Texas, because there's what? levels to this shit. Bijan Robinson is a top, is a top three pick in this fucking draft, hands down, bro. Yeah, Adds down, bro. Bijan Robinson is a mixture between fucking Saquon Barkley and Adrian Peterson, and he's better than both of them coming out of college, bro. I promise you. I'm taking Bijan at nine, bro. That's crazy. Taking Bijan at nine. And to me, it's like. Before it's like this. The running back in the first round. Nah, Get that running back on a rookie contract, bro. I'm taking Bijan Robinson. And another thing. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, since, Frank, since, since Frank is a head coach now, is Scott safe? Do you yeah. think come week one yes. or by the okay, okay by the drag, you think Scott's still gonna be out there on GM, or you think Frank's gonna bring somebody else in? Frank needs to be in bring someone else in, bro. I, 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 Scott Fitter don't, don't do I don't shit. Think Fra- I don't think Frank – Frank's the head coach. He ain't got the power to bring somebody else in. He just, he's just the head coach. He's not He's not over the GM. I definitely the think Fitterer can get scapegoated, though, for sure. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I think Fitterer can get the blame for a lot of this if uh, if the season ends terrible next year. Like, you can't blame Frank. You can't blame well, the wrong quarterback. If, yeah. if, if, if Scott Fitterer don't stand up for himself, he should. If, if Scott Fitter, listen, if I'm the GM, and there may be a good reason I ain't. If I'm the GM and the head coach wants somebody, convinces the owner that's what we have to do, y'all bet your ass bottom dollar everybody's going to know about it. Got you. I'll Co- tell everybody that, hey, it's on him. They don't. Well, that's why. Just, that's like, why, just um, like John Fox did when they asked him about the staff Scott. his very last year with the Panthers, and he said, that's not my department, that's yeah, the personnel said, department. He's, he's asked ask Marty. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't ask the personnel department. Everybody knew right quick where that was going. Was ask Marty, don't ask me. And, and John Fox hey, uh, is still in the league, so ain't no problem. That's what I do. Bro, hey, Scott uh, Federer hey, don't do a damn thing for this fucking organization, bro. If fucking, there's no reason for David fucking Tepper to be picking the goddamn head coach, bro. We're not going to, that's not a winning for He don't know I shit about fucking football, bro. You know what's funny? You know funny? Most owners do. Most owners that know shit about fucking football. At least I can say Jerry Jones knows actually shit about fucking football. He's got Super Bowl wins. David Tepper don't know a goddamn thing about fucking football, bro. I'm telling you, man. He has destroyed this fucking organization, bro. I love this fucking team, bro. It's funny how talking we, about pickle. It's funny how we didn't want Puff Daddy to own the team. Now we got an owner all in, you know, all in the GM room, <laughs> all in the video, all in the, you know what I'm saying? 
that's funny. Hey, Cody, did that's your did your QB rankings hilarious. change? Um, I, I mean, I'm not really like done. I'm not cemented on them. Yeah, right now, I mean, I I I think Anthony Richardson has the highest physical upside. Yes. I feel like Bryce Young, Bryce Young is the most ready to play right now. Um, and I like CJ Stroud, but I don't yes. love him. I just don't okay. love him. I, I mean, he had a good game rushing the football. He does have a big time arm, but I don't know. I just feel like when he's pressured in the pocket, I feel like CJ Stroud can tend to kind of kind of crumble a little bit. So that's your I don't know, man. I, I mean, like, a lot of people do that though, Cody. Tom Brady crumbles in the pocket. Sometimes, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's the name of the I game, mean, we'll bro. See, People man. don't want to get hit. They don't uh, want. They don't want to get I, hit. I, I want to shout out though that, that um, I did read, and I need to own up to this. I did read earlier that Bryce Young is actually seeing a uh, a uh, nutritionist. Yeah, he's so trying dope. to bulk. He is, he is, <laughs> no, uh, don't don't walk that shit back. Our, you need that uh, motherfucker words, bro. What's the uh, nah, 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 bro, nah, nah. You been shitting on Bryce Young the whole fucking time. I ain't going to talk that shit, bro. Fuck is you talking about? I would draft a punter. I draft a long snapper in the first round and a punter in the second and a kicker in third before I take that overrated Bryce Young. Damn. Nah. Hey, but how about this, man? I would just want I mean, to listen, nobody for a draft. Listen, it, it's, a, it's okay to say that, that the player being 185 pounds, that's a cause. Hey, Cody, what's our, uh, what's our old strength and conditioning coach who got busted for steroids? We need to bring him back if we're going to draft Bryce Young, bro. Yeah. Hey, that dude needs know, to get on the juice. He's not <laughs> in prison, though, but maybe he can get a weekend leeway. <laughs> Is he in prison for real? I mean. Oh, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I know he was being investigated by the FBI. It was for steroids, him. right? Basically. What was his name? I'll Google his ass. Was name. it Vermil? Is it Vermil? Vermil, yeah. Vermeil. Ryan no, Vermeil. No, that was maybe? the doctor, wasn't yeah. it? Wasn't that the yeah, doctor? Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, he was. A hey, man, take this. This, this D ball. Take this shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's wild. Think about it. Hey, I mean, uh, TD got TD got busted, right? Uh, hey. Uh, Jay Subs, we never uh, got your opinion on Frank Wright. Are you happy with the with the hire? This is my thing, bro. And like, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's like I, I have no idea, dude. Like, I'm not high. I'm not cold. It's like, I, dude, I'm not excited. Like, I rather just kept Steve Wilkes. We were gonna hire Frank Wright, but I okay. mean, I, I'm not. I guess, bro. I'm not too sure. It's better than Matt Rule, but shit. I mean, damn. We we care yeah. how long we're to go though. That's a, that's a fact. I just want to know who the hell he's going to bring in. It's like our offensive line coach did his damn thing this damn year. Is he still going to be there? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And to me, like I'm saying, I just want to know who the hell the OC and the DC is going to be. That's that's what I really want to know. And who the hell are we going to pick up a free agency? Because I'm going to tell you a dude that I want, I swear that I want, is that dude – What's his name? Van Ish or Vander, whatever. The middle linebacker out of the Cowboys. He oh, Lane Vander Ash? Hell I will, no. Uh, I would love for that motherfucker. He stay to hurt, bro. Yeah. I would love he for does that stay hurt. Carolina, man. Hey, man, we, we need to go big, big game fishing, man. And that's for fucking DeAndre fucking Hopkins, man. That will be good. But I don't know we can afford it, hey. baby. Like, I don't give a fuck. And if we go get DeAndre Hopkins, we better go get fucking CJ Stroud or fucking why not draft up and go get Justin fucking Fields, man. Is yeah. Hopkins like, bringing the steroids? Wow, to me. I would young. do that too. Hopkins I would can do bring that for steroids for uh, Young. Oh, shut up, he, dude! That was 
A, a nothing test. That's what that, that was. was. Oh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was, it was a year. nothing. He's one of the best receivers <laughs> in the NFL, Kevin. That was like this year, bro. <laughs> yeah, that was a long time ago, like uh, less than a season. <laughs> Whatever, man. Dude, forget about that dumb shit. I'm, I'm one good of the on best Peter right now. Hell. Hell. With drugs. Forget about his big ass contract that he wants another one. Dude, he wants, if you he wants had like him, thirty million dollars a year. He wants another contract. Dude, who He's you, already who getting paid nineteen this year. Who would you recover on the field if you had DJ Moore and DeAndre Hopkins? Like, oh, come um, on, man. A drug test. That's who I would use to cover. Oh, oh, I got to show you. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. I got to show you guys this. <laughs> man, Are y'all ready to laugh? Are y'all ready to laugh? Oh, it's, it's speaking of. Uh, hold on. Talk, let me go. Uh, uh, Carry conversation. Let me find it. I forgot. I lost it. Yeah. I mean, I, I listen. Th- these are all the moves I'm cool with. I'm cool with trading for Justin Fields. I don't think they'll do it, but I'm cool with it. I love the talent. I mean, that means they get two top ten draft picks. I mean, straight up for the for the ninth pick. I would get yeah. I mean, pick to move up, bro. I really would. If we but, can get, if so, we can get one okay, of these uh, bro, I would do it. I, Especially okay if Frank Mike loves them. And I think uh, y'all already know how I feel about CJ Stroud. I don't got to fucking. If we're going to draft someone, even though he hasn't had a lot of experience, I would draft Anthony Richardson. I would have no problem with a battle between Matt Corral and Anthony Richardson. Like, then you have everything. I know G Baby and uh, and, uh, Carl D, they don't like Matt Corral. But hey, let them battle it out, man. Let them. Yeah, let them go out there, let them play, and let them see who, who the top dog is going to end up being. I think between the two of them, yeah, we would definitely find uh, that one of those guys is more than capable. As long as it's not Derek Carr, bro, I'm good. All right, uh, I found it. I found it, guys. Don't put the comments up for just a second. Mm-hmm. This has been deleted now by Robbie Anderson, but I got the screenshot of it. The internet always wins. Oh, nice. This was uh, today. This was today, and it was at 5.01, so it wasn't even up there when I got uh, very long. It says, dog, the NFL funny. I break some I break some of my silence by announcing I'm going back to school. Now they want to random piss test me, shaking my head. The only other time they made me drop piss when I snapped the Monday night game. Shaking my head. I don't do drugs. That junk ain't good for you. I'm elevating. This <laughs> might be. Yeah, he needs to take some steroids, bro. He's this is the shit. funniest shit I've ever heard. Bobby was right. My man, the NFL said that. He's a, he's like, man, this NFL's whack, bro. Man, the NFL, they was like, you, you ain't going back to school, Robbie. You must be on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> he said he was going back to school and they were like, man, this mug must be on drugs. <laughs> oh, that's oh, I mean, what is I got tickled, man. I got I got tickled by this dude. It's like he's like, man, this is the NFL, they're coming after me. They don't believe me. Nobody believes me. Hey, Cody, where did you hear that rumor that Frank Wright liked uh CJ Stroud? Dude, uh, a couple of days ago, you, my we trade up and get them, bro. Dude, my entire Twitter was putting that uh, on my timeline a few yeah, days ago. Yeah, Benjamin Albright said that. He said that. Oh yeah, my yeah. god! Oh, bro. I don't oh, even so like to get fired, bro. Frank, right. I would call Chicago. Then you love Frank, right? 
If we get the first pick, I'm taking but Bryce I mean, how, Young. I'm not going to lie. Oh, no. Oh, hands down. Bryce the truth young all day. But Bryce, uh, CJ Stroud, I'm telling you, bro. I love Bryce. Hall of Fame talent, dog. Hey, that that boy's IQ, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on. CJ Stroud's football IQ is insane. Time out. Why, why is Bryce so much better than CJ? He, he did, what, is, what does he not oh, do? He, does, he literally does everything. He just, bro, he can diagnose the play. He can make accurate throws. He can improvise. Like There's nothing he can't do. And he's official six foot tall, too. Geez. No, he ain't. He's about five. Three, right, three, 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 that was official. It's official, bro. It's official. Official, official. Y'all gonna eat your words. It's cool. Y'all gonna eat your y'all gonna eat your words, bro. Six foot on the combine. I'll come on the next Friday free throw and tell everybody I was wrong. Now there was a wild picture of him standing next to Kyler Murray and Kyler Murray. It was the same height. I think Kyler was a little taller than him. They listed Kyler. They listed Kyler Murray as six. You saw that picture? They come and they wasn't. That picture of Kyler Murray and Bryce Young sitting next to each other. Yeah, they're the yeah. same size, probably right. And how, and that, yeah. And how, 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 what size is Kyler Murray? He's five ten. He little, bro. Exactly. All right, exactly. fellas, I got a ride, y'all. All right, all right, man, be good. It was nice hey. talking to y'all. Keep pounding, y'all. Keep pounding, oh, brother. Uh, all right, I want to do something. That ride, Vermilia, the trainer, he didn't go to prison. <coughs> they they did a, a plea agreement of some sort. That's what they always do. Well, well that's what, yeah. It's on the whole league, bro. He, you know yeah. what? He just started snitching on uh, that owner, and he was like, "Man, I got a good case for you. You aren't, aren't you about to go before Congress? This guy, I got some shit for you. Um, let's do this. Let's take a couple of calls real quick and see what uh, there's a couple of people in the voicemail still. Here's uh, the two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Yo, 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 what it do, C3? It's Anthony from Charlotte. New coaching hire today. Man, we got Frank Wright. Um, Shorter than Kyler. I do want to say thank you, Steve Wilkes, for coming in here and being a very serviceable coach when our season looked lost. Um, the NFL is bullshit. You know, I do think there is a little bit of racism involved with it. Or maybe it's just the NFL has higher standards for black coaches, a.k.a. why Mike Tomlin's still in the league because he wins every year. Um, <clears throat> but at the same time, you know, I, I've been calling in for weeks. I had been saying that, you know, most interim guys just don't get the job. You know, like they just don't. I brought up the Rich Fasaccia example many times. And the other part of this is I think Pepper simply wanted an offensive-minded guy, you know. Um, I don't see the Panthers passing on a quarterback this year. There's uh, some rumors ramping up about, you know, the Panthers trading up now. And, man, I can I can see it. I can really see it, you know, with those McCaffrey picks in the first round. I mean, it's been so many years where we haven't drafted a quarterback. So I definitely think that's a major selling point that Frank Reich brought in is, hey, you've seen me have some really good winning seasons with old aging quarterbacks, quarterbacks considered bust, Jacoby Brissett. Let me draft my young guy and let's get this thing going. I really think that's what it's going to come down to. Uh, I think the guy's going to be C.J. Shroud. I don't want to speculate a bunch 
Um, you know, I had my stance on Sean Payton, but at the same time, the draft compensation was a little crazy. So we ended up getting an offensive minded coach for the cost of nothing. Um, you know, I really hope we can turn this thing around, man. It's the new age of football. I really w- excited about where this team can go. Hoping we can hire Vic Vangio or Gus Bradley to be the defensive coordinator. And yeah, I mean, those are my thoughts. Um, I know Frank Wright was the first quarterback here. So I'm really hoping he can bring us, you know, some stability and, you know, the NFC looks wide open. So good thing we got our coach now. Hopefully we can, you know, figure out where we go from here. And I know we always talk about quarterback, but it is by far our biggest hole and misleading part on the roster. So yeah, you, you boys already know. Thanks for your time. Anthony from Charlotte, C3, keep motherfucking pounding, baby. Keep pounding. Appreciate you, man. I agree. It was the offensive-minded thing that put Frank over the edge. But by the way, I've got a photo up of uh, Kyler Murray standing next to Bryce Young. And yeah, Bryce is like, without the hair, yeah, he's a full inch shorter than Kyler Murray. So I agree with Pickle. He's probably, probably going to be like 5'10", five, five, maybe 5'11", when he... When he uh, Measurement, but if you yeah, draft no, Bryce Young, if you draft Bryce Young, you're doing it because you think that his talent is so much better than what his physical size is capable of. Now, it's still a legitimate criticism to say maybe his frame doesn't hold up to an NFL beating. Like that's a legitimate concern that people can have. But I don't know, man. I think um in that picture, like I saw a bigger version of that picture. He's wearing slides and um and Kyle's wearing shoes, so that might be a little bit of a factor. But I still I still think they're around the same height, like five ten. Yeah, he's but definitely not tall. Like I mean, you know, whether it's five ten or eleven or six foot, that's still not tall, right? And he's definitely slight of build. Right. Now you could grow it, you know. Is the question is is this is his? You know, he's could be what is he twenty one, twenty two. I think he's 21. Yeah, so it's not like his body is finished Wait, developing. Hey, this, you know hey, I mean? this shit I, was back in this was back in 2019, bro. Oh, no. This Heisman commercial? When he won the Heisman? Wasn't that 2019? No, no. no, it was the year before. Yeah, 2020. I'm pretty sure they, they, do, they do these commercials a year after he won the Heisman. Yeah. This is the Heisman. Either house. way, and the but, other thing, though, I guess when, but could when he we do start it with the NIL, was the NIL? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. because it's for the NCAA. I think that commercial isn't it? It's not like a. Yeah, that's for the NCAA. I'm telling you, this was like 2000. I, that's just from what I remember, but I could be wrong. But here is, I, do you guys think that if you so that saying Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this class is that? With the idea that he'll be the best quarterback in three years, or is it just, be- or is it more so because he's the most well-rounded quarterback? And to be like, Tony, he's coming ready. in with an offensive rookie of the year, G. Okay, Bryce Young is coming in with that type of fucking talent, bro. Right, they have like down, Calvin bro. Ridley oh, and we, DJ Moore. They have down, bro. You put DJ Moore and you put a couple more weapons around fucking Bryce Young, bro. Magical, bro, and you guys wanted to keep the fucking pieces on that defense side of the ball. So I guess we don't have to worry about the defense, right? We got this top ten offensive well, fucking line, right? That some people might not love them as much and have some concerns about the size. 
I think it's not entirely out of the question that he couldn't be there at nine. I think Anthony Richardson has the highest ceiling, but he yeah, also has like the you know, Carl, can you answer the original bus. question? He was talking about how he mm-hmm. said who do you think is gonna be better two years from now. I mean, two years from now, again, it's hard to know because I don't know how Will Levis and Anthony Richardson are gonna evolve as quarterbacks. They have all the physical tools, but there's no guarantee that they make that Josh Allen type of jump. Now, I think that they can. I just don't know if they will. To answer Tony's question, like who's ready to play right now based on the, the, the offensive systems that they run, their talent? Yeah, Bryce Young probably is the most ready to play at the NFL level right Bro, now. Bro, Bryce Young plays in the but, SEC, the best conference in fucking football, hands down. Winning national Mac championships. Mac Win Heisman. Like, no, I mean, like, let's, 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 let's be honest here, bro. Like, there's levels to this fucking shit. Bryce, the truth, young, bro. Steph Curry of fucking football. There's no fucking comparison. No night and day, bro. There's only two great QBs, generational type talents, and that's fucking Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. There's only two that are even worth trading up for, bro. But Hands you, down, you, bro. Generational type fucking Hall of Fame type talents, bro. You're, you're not 5'10", 185 pounds in your generational talent, no matter how good you are, G-Baby. No one's saying that he's not. I just say, up. Cody, no Cody like, Stephen Curry's not, not the biggest motherfucker in the NBA, bro. And look what he's the greatest. He's probably going to go down as the not, greatest basketball player ever, bro. When I say his football IQ is pounds men, dude. It's he's not worth passing up on Bryce Young, tackled by defensive tackles. It's not a good one for one comparison. Bro, he was going man. up against the biggest D tackles and the best pass rushers in the SEC with no with no issues. Yeah, the, the person that it really doesn't got hurt mean was that the NFL level. Listen, uh, listen, I'm not saying that Bryce Young is not nice, but for you to just dismiss the fact that him being like 5'10, 185 pounds, there's a reason why why all the scouts are not low on him, but they think that it's a problem. And you don't know that it's not going to be. How many other successful quarterbacks have you ever heard of at that height and weight? Other than Russell Wilson and Drew Brees. There's only two of them. Only two of them. Nobody's been that light before. Yeah, Yeah, no one has been that light. Now, I can give you a bunch of examples of six foot five, 235 pounds. Yeah, that that works a lot. But he is going to have to prove that he can hold up to an NFL. And that's a legit concern. Damn, I have, I, man, I it's, it's reasonable. I think this is, and if it is, then if that is a reasonable concern, hopefully some other people will have it and he'll be there at ball. nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. If he's yeah. there at nine, like, it's, I just, a, it's I, whatever. I, what I do like about uh, Bryce Young here is that even his detractors, the people who have concerns, haven't said that it's just more of a concern of him being able to hold up. They have not questioned anything his else. Talent, his talent level, the C, you know, cause I feel like this is what, and what I was trying to kind of get to when I say, what's he going to be in two years, three years is uh, sometimes you look at players and you're going off of what they are now. And then you're other times you're looking at what they could be. And so like the Herberts, the Allens, those are more could be players that uh, when they came in the league, not you you weren't drafting them for what they were right now. Bryce Young seemingly, since nobody is talking about his arm strength in a negative way, 
No one's talking about his, you know, all these other things in a negative way. It almost seems like he has the right now and could be factor, but also just the concern of his, you know, the durability just simply because of his size. It kind of just reminds me of like when you have Calvin Ridley and DJ Moore, those one and two receivers that year. Remember how we picked and then Atlanta picked and you had kind of the who's going to be better in the next over the next two years, and then who could be better in years three, four, and five. And I think Calvin Ridley was the I'm better right now guy, and the and I'm still going to be good, but DJ Moore was pretty good right oh, now oh, guy, yeah. but could be great. Yeah. And he has we, lived we, up we, to we that. that. Recently with uh, JC and uh, Patrick Sertan, like JC went and then Patrick Sertan went. But we know how that's going to end, though. Yeah. But yes. so that's a good thing for it's the Bryce Young, though. Count. I think that's impressive that no one's over there going, well, it's his arm strength, too. They're not just going, oh, he knows how to read the defense. No one's talking about his fo- fo- football ability. They're just talking about his potential durability. So that's a good thing for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm of the mindset that uh, going into this draft and going into any draft, you have to take bets on players because that's what the draft is. You're gambling. There's no guarantee that any of these dudes are ever going to work out long term. But, for example, if they go into the uh, interview, going away by a certain player who then checks every single box, yeah, I'm okay with you. Go and get your guy. And yeah, we did last year. For, <coughs> I mean, yeah, to yeah, I mean, to, to a degree. Uh, but I'm also talking about specifically the quarterback position. Like, it, it's possible that one of these quarterbacks blows them away in all the team meetings, uh, going through the playbook and all that, and they might fall in love with a guy and decide, all right, maybe we do need to trade up to get a C.J. Stroud or whoever it might be, you know? I just don't want us to reach, man. That's the only thing I don't want. I don't want us to reach on a quarterback because all Panther fans have collectively decided that we're not allowed to come out of this draft without having drafted a quarterback in the first round. Like That's how you pass up on premium talents at other positions. And I don't want to do that. Right. That's how you take Jamarcus Russell instead of uh, Megatron. Damn, right. that, that happened. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. yeah. I think awesome. also is that that Jamarcus Russell did wow. win the national championship or play in the national championship that year. He did have like some crazy, decently good season or good. Season. I don't think but it was won, the man. Jamarcus Russell throwing from his knees. There yeah, was this one video yards. that was floating around. Yeah, and he was on his knees, like just working out, and he just chunks it like. It was like 70 yards. It was insane. <laughs> he did have a I remember that video. Receiver, that, was, yeah. that was nice. And it was like one of those, like, uh, do you remember that commercial that they had where it was like, uh, I guess, LeBron making that crazy fade away, like cross-court fadeaway, and then some dude threw the football into the stands, and everybody, that was like, that was Mike Vick. Mike Vick threw it out of the stadium, and people <laughs> Well, a lot of people were worried about Burrow because Jamarcus Russell had the same thing. He had two all-pro Oh, you know, wide receivers with them in college. Yeah. 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 Dwayne I mean, Burrow. the problem with uh, Jamarcus Russell is a couple of things. One is he was, mm, uh, and then the other is that he literally uh, sip scissor. Scissor. 
Yeah. He liked to like drink Robitussin. <laughs> it was like he was like a 20 year old. Like he went for Like he just kept on. Like he never quit the national championship parade. He just, just stayed with it. Yeah. They had no rookie uh, salary cap back then. So he yeah, got he got paid. he got paid fifty million guaranteed, like right out the gate. Yeah, he was like, "Man, I'm just gonna drink five hundred thousand gallons of Robitussin." Check. <laughs> Can I just jump in here real quick and say I'm so happy that we have our coach and that we don't have to fucking do this endless speculation of Shane Stitching or Ben Johnson or is Steve? I told Wilk. you. I feel like good now, about it. Now we now yeah. we know. Now we know. And listen, if you're not a super fan. Of Frank Reich, that's fine. I I feel like I say at the start of every season, it's prove it season, man. We're not giving no one flowers until they prove their worth. And I think that that's also true with Frank Reich. But we have a real man. We've never had an offensive-minded head coach. Now we have that person in the building. We get to pair him with the quarterback. Correct. Oh man, I want yes. I think that he can, and that would be an incredible story. But even if it's not, whoever we're gonna get the opportunity to pair uh, Frank Reich with for the rest of our, you know, for the next ten years or whatever, dude, this is a new day in Panther football. Yeah, man. I mean, dude, I'm just, I'm pumped, man. Um, If he don't get his guy, he's done in two years. If he don't get go get his QB, he's done in two years, bro. That's a fact. No, that's a dude, no, no, he, he has he, to he, get he roll, he roll back around. If he roll back around, he gonna he gonna win. But nah, I, I, bro. I don't, I don't understand why we're Pee Wee ain't doing shit, bro. Didn't we we just no. talked about he, he a broken foot away, bro. I'm not win the division bro. No way, bro. He could win the division with Derek Carr next year. I don't got Derek Carr being not Mac around. I don't. What? Hey, how about this? How, how about this? Oh, that's last crazy, year. bro. The Derek Carr you saw. I told y'all that. Will. Told you about Baker. I'm telling you about Carr. Hey, if Derek nah, Carr, nah, if nah, Derek, Derek Carr is a way Carr, better quarterback than Baker Mayfield, bro. You if Derek, if he better Derek than Carr, let me Hell tell you yes. this. No. no, let me tell you this. If Derek, Derek Carr couldn't even beat out the QBs on this bum ass roster, get the fuck out of here. Derek Carr can't move, bro. He's the statue. Derek Carr can't move. Carr is very consistent. Look at Carr's stats. They're always consistent. Dude, Derek. Look at his stats. Every year they're the same numbers like 24 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. Too many boneheaded interceptions. I'll tell you this if we traded for Derek Carr, he would get we're injured in the middle of the year. No, we're and Matt Corral him. would Matt, no. and Matt Corral would end up taking over. It, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't even be that, Cody. Matt Corral whoop his ass straight up. I'm not saying we yeah. trade for him, but if he's a free agent, I'll take him. Yeah, he could be a backup holding the clipboard, crying, preaching. <laughs> Y'all not see that pee wee hope until the, until that motherfucker's cut, bro. <laughs> am I, am, Cody, you, I know you watch some Matt Corral interviews. Does, doesn't this feel like him and Frank Wright like personalities match? Yeah, man. I, I I feel like they do. I feel like they're just... Does Frank Wright have a personality? But they're yeah. personable. They're workers. And I feel like they, they're at their best when nobody believes in them. You Low know, key when they everybody. Have this might be yeah. a when they have, Who knows? Yeah, That's man. Dude, everyone. you never know, man. And uh, I mean, I just want the man to get an opportunity. Like, he didn't yeah. have one last year, Uh, you know, playing behind the fourth string offensive line and receivers. Like, 
that that's was why I don't understand people dissing him for a, a couple of preseason games. Like, what the fuck are we talking about, bro? Bro, there were people in the chat to say he was five eleven, bro. And like that's that's how you know you do you like or dislike a quarterback when they get smaller and smaller. You just like them, right? They and they're big, just lying people, about how tall he is, saying, bro. People keep saying Will Levis is six four. He's six five. I'm like, this dude is six three. He's the same size as Sam Donald. Yeah, Matt Corral is almost the same height, but is like exactly. shorter by half an inch, shorter by like half an inch or something like that. So, dude, we got our quarterback. I'm pumped. Like, I mean, not yeah, I'm mean, our coach. Now you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, you're right. We do have <laughs> our coach. Yes. Yeah. We got, got Matt Corral, Glock Nine. What's up, Spirit Gun? I love it. Um, Tony, you ready to get out here, man? Yeah, yeah. Um, look, is I just want to remind everybody Tuesday night, well, Friday night, Friday free for all guys. Uh, yeah, we're gonna do this again tomorrow at 7 p.m. Yeah, yeah. and maybe uh, there'll be tomorrow. some cool more news like kind of leaking out and some different yeah. things in the next 24 hours. Uh, we'll continue the C the C3 Panthers podcast is uh here on Tuesday nights. Um, and we bring you content throughout the week. You can support yeah. us just by going to YouTube, smashing the thumbs up button, subscribing to the video. Check us out on we're on all the platforms, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you know, help us grow one person at a time. Continue the fan bullying campaign of Steve Burline. Let's bully him into coming on the show, right? And uh, like I mean, look, there's nothing wrong with bullying somebody in a good way. Be like Take this money and get some gas. Take some money. Take this money and get some gas. Nothing wrong with that. So let's get uh, some. Let's get some new guests on the show. Help us out with that. And uh, I'm I'm happy about this. I'm overall. I am I am happy. And I think that if anything, whatever the quarterback, I I think that I have some faith that the quarterback situation will at least head in a positive direction. I don't know if we'll get it right. I don't know when we'll get it fixed, but I just think I trust this more than I trusted anything we've had for a while. So excited about that. That's all I got to say. Yeah. uh, And listen, yeah, like I said, we're going to be here tomorrow at 7 p.m. Another version of the Friday Free For All. I I already know the pickle, white chocolate. Baby, you you, you better show up again tomorrow, bro. We're going to need your energy again, dude. Yeah. You know, Cody, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. I got uh, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock tickets. Mm. Oh shit! For real? Yeah, they're in Charleston. Damn, I envy you, bro. That ought to be a fucking crazy show. It better be much as I paid. <laughs> I'm sure it is. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been uh, another edition of the C3 Panthers podcast. We have our head coach. Damn it! Celebrate, be happy, be excited for the future. Uh, uh, Evan will be doing it again. You already know what to do. Keep pound.